All right, what it is, what it do, gamers. This is Kevin, a.k.a. Shonuff71, and we are here with Season 3, Episode 2. This is our post-E3 wrap-up of the Gaming Vessels podcast. As usual, I'm not here solo. I'm here with my partners in crime. We've got the Bay Area Terror. Dez, what's going on, brother? Not much. Not much. Just happy to be here. Excited to talk about all the announcements at E3. Yeah! And, of course, it wouldn't be a show without the food max of gaming, Trader Joe, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, brother? Uh, Not much, man. Just enjoying this week off of work. Um... Enjoyed E3 for what I saw of it, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh, my main focus this week was getting my house ready for sale. So that was like, you know, I missed. I didn't get a chance to sit on the couch and veg for like uh, ten gazillion hours, like I used to, used. I'm used to with E3 and like just watch alternate coverage and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. on it. So uh, in a way, I'm sad. In a way, I'm glad because I'm getting stuff done for what I need to get done. So. But I've been kind of picking up things here and there, coverage here and there. Caught the, a lot of the major conferences and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so, Well, all right. Well, before we get into our E3 discussion, why don't we just kick off, what, uh, kick off with what we've been playing? Uh, so, uh, Joe, why don't you let us know what's been in your systems or system of choice over the past week yeah since we last recorded basically i just been doing the same stuff which just happens to be a lot of uh, everybody's golf on there and uh, some h1z1 of course enjoyed that quite a bit on there um haven't really played anything new uh too much on there um that's pretty much been my go-to go-to um i've gotten everything kind of calmed down here now on this so i might be able to pick up a game or two uh you know as far as getting back into destiny 2 is the game plan on that over this weekend and hopefully we'll see what's up so on that so that's pretty much been my gaming time for the last couple of weeks kind of boring but you know i'm just looking forward to moving and uh you know uh, enjoying other things other than my playstation 4 maybe my xbox one x finally so yeah. that thing's still sitting in the box huh? you got it man <laughs> and i think uh if, unless i'm mistaken there is a new member of the uh xbox community on this show am i uh correct in that uh, assumption <sighs> you are correct you are correct um I, I i got an xbox one s i bought one because they lowered the price to 199 i was like hey you know i tweeted out you know i i barely play my switch might as well get an xbox and stare at it too so <laughs> and i swear i probably played my xbox more than joe has and i've only had it for three days <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah so i bought it uh i joe texted me was like hey new egg got it for 199 i was like all right and then, it, then i guess best buy followed uh the tuesday after 
but I'd had by then, and I was just like, all right. And so Joe's been walking me through because uh, I, I got the, the $1 Game Pass deal, and I got the $1 Xbox Live, and I'm going to get the, the, the specials they're running because, you know, you can't have any of these systems now without getting the Live in order to play with other people and whatnot. So I'm going to try the um, Games Pass as well. You know, I'm just going to try it. I'm just going to try it and see what happens, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the funny thing about it, though, is... I've been playing a lot of the the, the retro con- the retro games. I've I've been playing Knights of the Old Republic. Um, so and and they upresed it. It looks good. It's playable. Um, I think it still I think it still has a couple of the bugs from before because it's all looks like it's, it might be a straight emulation. But I'm not really sure. I mean, it looks good. It looks great. Um, and it's bringing back fond memories. And I was telling Joe because because I I called Joe and I was like Joe I have to I have to call you like I'm I'm I'm, I'm booting it up and he's like what and I was like I'm booting up my Xbox I want you to be on the phone I want to share this experience with you and he's just like okay, whatever <laughs> so so I booted it up and I was like yeah what, is this like a bar mitzvah it kind of was it was like it was like a quinceanera for my for my Xbox so. So, like a circumcision. So, but, but the thing that was crazy was like I turn it on and it's all like you know shiny and new. And and like, remember, Xbox for me was my gaming console of choice for a long time, a long time. Mine too. And, and then um, so it did. I did have a feeling of goosebumps, and then immediately it had to update. And I was like, God damn it! <laughs> so, so so it had to update. So I was like, all right. Um, the interface is crazy. I'm trying to get used to it. It's not as um intuitive as you would think but i'm getting used to it it was funny because i the last time i had played anything was my xbox 360 so so back when they had avatars so i got to see my avatar again i hadn't played an xbox game since uh 2013 so so it had been it had been a while i had to you know change my xbox live or my xbox password and all that because i didn't remember what it was and so getting getting all set back up with an xbox was, was pretty funny but but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't, I say that I'm excited because it's something new. You know, it, it's a new gaming platform that that I get to ex- experience, and I'm just, you know, what I'm just, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to enjoy these games. You know, I don't need, I don't need the bell, super bells and whistles. I don't have a pro either, so I'm just, I'm just doing it. And it's funny because I know that my, like, I, I put my Xbox right next to my my PS4. I know they're kind of like dogging each other out, but it's like whatever. So. <laughs> so um i don't know I, i'll see i'll see what happens i i went in and i bought i bought some new games i bought they have uh fantastic sales going on right now on both xbox and playstation uh playstation with their games of the days of play and the stuff on the xbox so so i purposely went onto my xbox and i got uh the witcher 3 the enhanced edition on xbox um because it's a single player game but i don't have to play with anybody it's probably going to look good. I've never played that game. Um, I've never played the only game that I played was The Witcher Two, and I, I don't know. I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't really like it that much. So I'm going to try Witcher Three because I know Kevin really, really liked it, and I know you know other people have said that it's great. You know, it's, so I was just like, okay, you know, I'll try. It's twenty bucks. Bought it's a lot of like, game for twenty bucks right there, man. Yeah, so. yeah. So and I, and I bought uh, Ori in the Blind Forest, and I bought something else. So I was just like, okay, you know, I'll. I'll try these games. I'll enjoy them. You know, if not, no, no harm, no foul. So I'm just trying to ex- enjoy these games. Will I keep the season pass? I'm oh, sorry, the uh, Xbox Game Pass. I have no idea. I, I have no idea at this point. I, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying Kator because I really love that game. 
So well, I downloaded Mass Effect 2, so I've never played the Mass Effect trilogy. I played each one of the games individually, but never beat them. So I'm thinking I'm going to do that. So I'm just, I'm just exploring. I'm just having some fun, you know. Yeah, I took advantage of the deal too because right now they got a thirty dollar um, six months of Game Pass for thirty bucks. That's like half off basically. So yeah, and once once my Xbox One X finally gets unboxed, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna activate it at that point in time. But uh, you know. Look at the games on the service. I mean, there's some Neo Geo games, you know, there's some arcade games, you know, there's a, I mean, if, like you said, Kevin, in the past, if I was coming into a new console experience just blind and with nothing in my backlog and <laughs> nothing bought anything, I mean, Games Pass is a pretty damn good deal, especially for half off. So, um, yeah, it is. It is. So, so what do you well- playing, Kev? Uh, well, for me, it's been uh, the usuals. I've been on that Destiny grind. Uh, don't I don't know what exactly it is, but um, I've been doing those weekly power gear acquisition activities and trying to get my Guardian leveled up. I'm at 362, 363. Uh, so... I think maybe the next time I log in, I'm going to try to run the um, horde mode. I, I forget what they're calling it. The what they're calling it now. Um, it's that warm up part of the warm mind DLC. Um, it's not the gambit. See how is, well, it, is that it? No, no, no that's not coming until okay. uh, Forsaken uh, in September. Um, this this is uh, the warm mind. Would you? But the Clovis Bray is the. Uh, the new character added to the situation. You've got to help the uh, war mind. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Rasputin. Uh, Rasputin. Right. Right. So, haven't tried the horde mode yet, but I'm going to try and uh, jump into it at some point. The other game I've been playing, I've been hit, hitting up some of that Yakuza Zero. Um, enjoying the heck out of that game, beating the yen out of street thugs and. <laughs> Other criminal, other criminals, um, man. Uh, one thing that I, that I uh, I had forgotten how challenging some of those boss fights can be. Uh, I'm was doing a boss fight in uh, uh, in with this particular person who's supposed to be an ally, and I say I I, I use ally with a question mark. <laughs> And he sends his right hand man to, I guess, test my skills. So I'm fighting this guy, and um, yeah, some of these boss fights, uh, you kind of have to uh, kind of stick and move. And I think that's one of the reasons why they let you change your uh, your fighting style because there are some styles that are going to be better suited for some bosses, and there are others where. You know, just about any any old style you feel like using will do. But this guy, I kind of had to finesse. So uh, that was actually kind of surprising and uh, enjoyable, you know, just kind of having to go in. And he beat me about two times until I uh, found the unlock the uh, the combat style that best suited his attack form. So kind of digging that and uh, investing in myself, which I, I still think is the greatest uh, skill tree gimmick I've ever seen in a video game. Uh, I'm going to keep talking about that one. But um, rounding off my um, 
gameplay has my gaming sessions has been uh, everybody's golf um been hitting that up pretty much on the regular um uh, on evenings when i do game i generally end my session with some uh everybody's golf i'm level five now so the courses are a little bit more difficult and uh, more bunker filled and water hazard filled <laughs> and it seems like i'm i'm finding every bunker and water hazard on my way to the <laughs> on my way to the green so <laughs> are you slicing and doing all the i'm um, slicing and curving and dicing, slicing and dicing. Just, yeah i'm i'm doing all that um i think maybe i need to go back to some of my earlier clubs because my earlier clubs have a little bit uh, more forgiving uh, hit width, you know, where you can uh, do the hook and the, well, I forget the golf terms of the, where you can hook to the left, hook to the right, whatever. Hook, hook and slice. Hook, hook and slice, slice. Yeah, yeah, hook and slice. <laughs> sounds, um, sounds like a dance move. <laughs> the hook and slice. So I have to, I might have to go back to one of my, um, level five earlier clubs because i have like three or four different clubs that are level five but they're ones that i got earlier on so that might require me to go back and mess with that and of course at work my go-to go-to has been uh, project x zone 2 on the 2ds xl still enjoying that game um about uh, i think i'm approaching getting near the in-game scenarios um uh, bison is of course the main villain behind all this nonsense uh, <laughs> this craziness that's going on and i fought him like uh twice in the past two uh past two maps and he's doing his his typical uh anime villain spiel like you know the next time i see you i'll have enough power to destroy you so i have a feeling that within the next two levels, I'll be bringing that game to a close. But it's been a very enjoyable and um, at times funny uh, adventure. Uh, so for folks who are who don't mind light, very light, light RTS games with uh, a focus on um, timing with your uh, with your with your turn with your turn based attacks. Um, I couldn't recommend Project X Zone 2 uh, any further. And actually, by the, um, I'm tempted to check out the first game uh, once I conclude this one. And the two don't, you don't need to know about one to enjoy the other uh, because there's, there has not been hardly any uh, mention of the, of the uh, shenanigans that took place in the first game other than, hey, I remember you at the last at the at, at the last catastrophe. You know that's kind of where it begins and ends. So, but uh, that's been what I've been playing. So, I think it's time for us to jump into this E3 discussion, fellas. Uh, so, Trader Joe, why don't you uh, why don't you why don't you kick it off for us, my friend? Alrighty then. So we'll go like in sequential order. We won't cover every, you know, hit point because you know there's no sense with all the stuff that got uh, shown on there. But we'll kind of kind of pepper in our 
views of each conference and kind of mm-hmm. take it from there. So, yeah. So yeah, I, think, I don't think we have to go through everything with a microscope. Just kind of <laughs> give, yeah. give our give our give our perspective. Yeah, of course, of uh, five hour show. <laughs> nah, no, nah, no, nah, we're not going to cover everything that was shown. So. But the uh, first conference was on Saturday. Of course, EA had to go ahead and be the first one up the bat. And, of course, uh, I, I did not check this one out at all. I was too busy. And uh, well, from what I've heard, you know, it's a swing bada bada. It's like a, a swing and a whiff, of course. You didn't miss but, anything. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the main really game... The main game that was shown was Anthem on there, and so I've managed to watch some of the Anthem coverage, uh, at least on the show floor and that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, that game is looking, scoring up to be pretty special, I think. You know, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but uh, it's definitely something to where, you know, I'm not like, you know, at my retailer putting my money down on the counter just yet, but at the same time. I know I'm going to definitely be um, buying the game and checking it out and seeing what else comes about with that. So, on that, uh, any opinions on Anthem, you guys? I mean, pretty much I know it's been deemed before as the EA Destiny killer, but I think, especially with the <laughs> tra- to me. traversal and the jetpack and the whole, like, you know, being able to take that up into uh, that particular um, space. On that, as far as because that's what's going to differentiate the game between that and other shooters out there on there. So, any thoughts? I know I'm I'm down day one. I don't know about you guys. Oh, I'm gonna buy it. It looks great. I mean, I, are you kidding? I love Mass Effect Anthem. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I shouldn't say that, but I love it. I think it's going to be great. Um, it's going to be fun. It's you know what I what I want. I love flying in mech suits and going around, and I love playing with y'all. So yeah, I, I can't see why why it's going to be a bad thing. There's no loot boxes. Everything everything that you buy is only for customs. Um, so yeah, I, I think this is going to be a win win. I know EA, you know, is in the dumps right now, and people don't like them. But you know, Anthem looks good. I I don't. Yeah. You know, and, and all these people, you know, yelling about this and that. And it's just like they said they're not going to have it. Give it a chance. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out. Um, they also said, and I can't remember where I read this, that there's not going to be any multiplayer, or at least there's not going to be any multiplayer when no, the no game PvP. launches. No, yeah, yeah. No, well, that's what I meant. No, yeah, no, no, no PvP. PvP. And if then they might bring it in later, and I'm totally fine with that. Like I, I'm not a PvP. I'm not a PvP player, you know. So that's fine. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Give me and, some co-op. You know, I'm yeah. I'm kind of liking that. Um, although, <laughs> although I do find myself in the crucible more often than I expected <laughs> to be <laughs> uh, when I play when I play Destiny. But yeah, um, Anthem looks pretty good. Um, uh, also, they got a chance to show off Battlefield Five. Of course, they announced a battle royale mode for that, which got some boos and jeers from the crowd. On that, um, I didn't really get to see too much as far as what their uh, official battle royale um, mode is going to be. But you know, as long as they are able to just not 
just do that because you know Battlefield Five is always about the multiplayer, and I know Battle Royale is probably just going to be one slice or one aspect of that pie, that Battlefield Five pie that they have to offer on that. And what was interesting too is that for at least on the single player side of the fence, uh, they have these uh, small vignettes that they're going to do as well. They're ta- um, basically war stories. The war stories, yeah. So, you know, I'm thinking that plus all the extra multiplayer stuff. I always are uh, tempted. I think I think the gameplay loop with Battlefield, the series in general, to me appeals more to me than Call of Duty does. You know, Call of Duty seems like just more of a just over the top kind of like you know just like you know, hey bro, hey dude, you know, kind of series on there. Battlefield Five at least has a little bit. Uh, I think a little bit different scope to it, in my opinion. So it might be something I will consider if I do need another multiplayer game to play <laughs> coming up, you know, and maybe with extra free time I do have. You know, I don't know if you guys are interested in Battlefield Five. I am, uh, I would say, a three. 3.5 out of 5 interested in it right now. So That's a negative, good buddy. Yeah, I think my interest is probably on a 1.5 to 2 on a 5-point scale because my only interest in that game would be the single player, the campaign. And if they're wrapping this up in these war stories, which I'm going to assume are going to be fairly short vignettes between maybe three or four characters... Um, I don't think that's going to really be worth 60 bucks, at least for my enjoyment. So uh, I'm thinking I'm going to pass on that one. I kind of sort of wish I was interested in it just because, you know, I could post it on Twitter and, and piss off all the uh, women hating uh, gamer gators. <laughs> that's yeah. for whatever reason, just. Um, pooped on that game for daring to apparently have a woman on the cover which is uh it's not accurate <laughs> come on kev it's not accurate you should know this yeah because you know I, I go to video games for historical accuracy you know oh i'll be playing that on my xbox one x with my friend lefty brown because i know he'll probably buy it because of the uh, advent of female protagonists and everything so i'm fine with that i just yeah, just this is not a game series that I was fan, I'm a fan of. So, y'all yeah. have all the fun you want. Of course, yeah, you know, different strokes for different folks. Yeah, right? Exactly. So, in the world gone moon to the beat of just one trouble, and what, what might be right for you <laughs> may not be right for some. A man is born; he's a man of need. You know what? Yes. Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> You're gonna get a shut down, Joe. Come on, man. Okay, I, I wish my soundboard was working right now. I had the effect. <laughs> all right and let's cover what else was shown in the ea presser of course uh, unravel 2 got shown which uh, got shadow dropped at the conference of course i never played the first one that first one is a uh, yarny i think is the name of the protagonist in that game on there and so it's a couch co-op game it's not multi it's not online enabled so they're yet again ea is trying to do just like they did with No Way Out and kind of come up with some unique multiplayer components to their games on there. Game looks cool. I might check it when it gets cheaper on there, but since it's strictly couch co-op, it might be something I might look at at a later point on there. Also, they announced a new game called Sea of Solitude that looked kind of interesting. I don't know if any of you two caught that trailer at all. 
I saw it. Yeah, um, yeah. I definitely like I like the art direction in it. For we'll have to see as far as how the game shakes out, as far as how it plays on that. But there's something else that kind of caught my interest. You know, and to me, I'm not going to be the one to say, "Oh, EA sucks," or "EA had nothing to show." I mean, EA is showing what they're showing. Obviously, you know, they are not the biggest risk takers of all the companies out there. You know, but, you know, you can rely on them for their sports, 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 you know, their Maddens, FIFAs and so on and so forth. I kind of wish they would take more calculated risk with other sports other than the ones that they do have, you know, between NHL, NFL and NBA and, uh, you know, soccer on there. Because, you know, I was coming through the racks at uh, Walmart in Hanford today and it's like they had a. Um, the Grand Slam Tennis 2, EA's last tennis game that came out for like the PS3 still on the racks over there. And it just it seems like EA Sports for the last uh, few years have not dedicated anything towards like maybe a baseball, a tennis, a boxing. There's other sports out there on there besides, you know, the usuals on there that I could see them kind of divulging towards. But uh, also they uh, showed off uh, Battle. Front 2's clone expansion for the upcoming season. And this is their attempt to do like their uh, continuing games as a service, just kind of like Ubisoft is the master of as of late on there. I don't think any of you two are interested in Battlefront 2 in any of the slightest, right? Nope. I have Battlefront 2. Uh, played through the story. The story was all right. I don't think it was nearly as uh, good as it was hyped up to be. But it was it was you know it was it was passable it was decent it was well acted I'll give it that yeah. um, the ship to ship battles are really all I've played online but uh, I think the last time I played which was maybe like a few months ago I was in a room full of bots I mean there was there was nobody on I think maybe during the course of that of a couple of play sessions. There might have been a couple of other people that jumped in, but um, at least on when I'm playing on the Xbox, uh, at least when I was on, there really wasn't a whole lot of people, at least on the servers that I was on. So I don't know if that was an anomaly or if that's an indication of the community just kind of abandoning ship on that game. So I'm not really sure. Well, overall, what you guys think of EA? You want to put it on a grade scale? I would say probably C plus at the most. You are way too generous, uh, my friend. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I'm going <laughs> to give it a C. I'm going to give it a solid C, primarily because um, it, it's, it's more of the same. And, you know, you were talking about, you know, EA kind of relying on those non-risk-taking sports titles, uh, I tell you, the sports series they need to revitalize is big. Uh, I want another um, uh, NBA Street. I want another... Um, uh, what's that? Was that snowboarding game? Tricky SS- SSX? Not, yes. not, that, not that online nonsense that they put out last gen. Um, that's the kind of... I and and uh, did, was it EA that did uh, Def Jam Wrestling? Def Jam, you know the fighting game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'd like to see them go back to some of that, uh, some of that unrealistic, off the wall, arcade oriented gameplay. You know, wrapped up in wrapped up in a sports shell. Um, 
I think that series, it, I think it's it's time. It, it, it would it would it would sit really well, uh, you know, kind of in parallel with their legitimate, realistic sim uh, sports offerings. I, I I don't see why they have not gone gone back to that well as of yet. So hopefully, at some point, they will. But you know, Anthem looked dope. Um, We'll see how we'll see how it pans out. Uh, I'll definitely be be playing it. I'll probably play that on the Xbox as well, since that's kind of sort of. But anyway, we'll get to Xbox anyway. But um, yeah, I think it's a C. For it was a C for me. I would have to agree. It was a C. Um, Anthem was the best thing they showed, and I will be buying it. So yay! <laughs> All right, so. Moving on up, I'm going to uh, the surprise of this E3, I would say, in my opinion, Microsoft and their press conference. Uh, they're basically, um, they started things off. A uh, lot of different games being shown, of course. A uh, lot of you know, first-time exclusives, meaning the first time shown on any stage prior. But, uh, you know, we'll kind of cover things point by point by point. Of course, uh, they started off the uh, presser with a trailer for Halo Infinite. Uh, I don't know if you guys got any feels from it, but uh, definitely if you've had any care for the Halo franchise in the past, it's just like we talked about last episode. I was thinking that they needed to do a reset. This is definitely a reset on there. So whether this is current gen or going to be for the next gen Xbox, we'll have to see. Yeah, that uh, they kind of had a... a statement, a statement uh, just basically stating <laughs> where they're at and what their intention is to do with the Halo franchise on there. And I'm thinking they do need to circle back like we talked about last week and, uh, you know, possibly take a God of War route just like Sony did and uh, kind of reboot the whole series on there, make it about Master Chief again, not all this uh, Master Chief versus uh, whatever the other protagonist was in Halo 5 on that. So so any thoughts, Desmond? I know Halo's probably not been your uh, noted uh, series in the past that you've played. but uh, I have no thoughts about it. I no thoughts. Only, okay. only because I don't play Halo. I, you know, it was a... Just never really got into it. I know people say that it's amazing. Um, although I guess the ones that were made by Bungie were great, and, uh, and people say the five was or Guardians was pretty good. So hey, yeah, you know, I might pick, I might check it out at your house when you get it. You know if you have it. Yeah, Games Pass, man. Games Pass it or up. Games man. Pass, yeah, I can get it on Games Pass. So, uh, but yeah, I don't really, you know, I I thought, you know. Taylor, Taylor, you know, uh, I really hope that they do do something new with it, change it up. Um, but who knows? You know, I kind of had those same feelings like, you know, like with uh, Bungie and Destiny, you know, where I think if they, you know, reset the series and bring it back to its original purpose and maybe give it that like, you know, multiplayer um, sheen to it, you know, and fuck it, opening the scope of it a little bit mm-hmm. that um, I'm hoping that they do knock it out of the park. So mm-hmm. any, any thoughts, Kevin on Halo infinite? Um, it's, it's not for me. Um, I've just never, I've, I, I was a halo. I, I kind of got interested in halo with the first two, 
And after two, it just kind of, meh. I, I tried five, and uh, I didn't get very far in that because uh, the AI was just terrible, and maybe I, it would have been a better experience if there I had people to do the co-op session with. Uh, I have zero interest in the multiplayer. So, you know, it might be maybe one of those those red box trips. Uh, yeah, red box is it, fun. Yeah, yeah, but that that really Halo Halo really doesn't speak to me as a franchise anymore. Well, this is definitely a reboot, so who knows? We'll have to see uh, what comes out once it is delivered. Because, like I was saying, I mean, who knows if this is going to be on Xbox One or is if it's going to be on the next xbox once that is released we'll have to see on there uh next game that they shown at the microsoft presser was a new game from from software called uh Sekiro shadows die twice on there this game was the one that was teased at the game uh game awards last year back in december and you know when i was over at your house kevin i straight up as soon as i saw the activision logo i was thinking man they're like because uh, activision published tenchu back in the day from from software and it used to be a from software joint on there and so i was thinking that they're riffing off and doing a tenchu game but this is entirely new uh game kind of has the same similar elements to tenchu has similar elements to Atogi, which is another from software game that uh, series that came out for the original xbox on um, published by sega on there so and so just everything looks cool with this game i mean you got the samurai motif of course uh nothing is online in this game from what i've heard on there you got wandering samurai walking through flame using an axe and a grappling hook on there, it looks like that the, the bosses are massive based on the trailer. A lot of cool set pieces on there. Uh, so it's basically something that uh, they are able to show. Uh, I think we're under the impression it was an Xbox exclusive when it was being shown, but no, it is a multi-platform game. It will be out in 2019. It will be out for both Xbox One, PS4, and also PC on that. So what's your guys' impressions? I know, Kevin, you are like uh, 10... 10 out of 10 on this bad boy, I believe, right? It is one of my games to show, yeah. for sure. Um, I really liked what I saw, that uh, grappling hook pro- pro- prosthetic arm that the uh, protagonist has. Uh, there looks like there's a lot of gameplay mechanics that can be implemented with that. I really liked what I saw when they were showing that. I don't know if it's a boss fight, a uh, mid-boss fight, or just a regular enemy that you're going to come in contact with. Uh, that, that dude on horseback. Oh, it was boss. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the that fight with that dude on the horse using that prosthetic arm uh, looks like it's going to be some really interesting uh, mechanics and in how you go about uh, dealing with some of those more difficult characters. So I'm very much anticipating getting a hold of this game. This, you know, you give me a sword, you know, you give me a ability to cut somebody up. Um, I'm pretty much there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I'm not hard to please, but uh, Sekiro was just amazing. Yeah, it looked pretty good, and the fact that the fact that you know you can die, and and when you die, they they forget about you, and you can come back in and stealth kill people. That's where they come from. The whole you know shadows die twice kind of situation. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I mean that, that could be a very interesting gameplay. Okay, yeah, so, I really want to see how that's going to be implemented. How they're going to go about that. Because uh, one of the, I know one of the things that uh, re- seeing that kind of reminded me of the uh, Tenchu series, and and again, 
you know, the AI wasn't really all that great on uh, those uh, earlier systems. I can't remember. I think it was uh, was the ten- the first Tenchu was on PS One, wasn't it? Correct. Or was it yeah. PS Two? Okay. PlayStation One. Oh my God, I but uh, the one of the uh, the things that you could do, you know, if you would stealth attack at range and you didn't kill the guard. The guard would look around for a few seconds, and if he couldn't find you, he'd say, "Ah, forget it." <laughs> he'd go back to his. Yeah, that was that was great. <laughs> and the, you could do like some uh, really funny, uh, uh, really funny kills, like drop a piece of froze of a uh, poisoned food on the ground. Guard will pick it up, eat it, and just kind of stumble around and lose health until it kills over dead. It, yeah, AI has come so much further than that. So, yep. uh, but that just it, that that game just kind of reminded me of some of those funny uh, things. And so, I'm wondering if there's going to be a play on that uh, resurrection uh, mechanic that you're going to be doing. So, looking forward to it because like, I can that demo when the, when he died, you know, everybody just immediately kind of turned back and started walking back to where they were coming from. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the player is going to be able to implement that uh, that mechanic, whether you can instantly do it or is it something that, you know, where it's going to be like time is going to pass or your enemies will change their patrols or a number of different ways that they could do it. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how they implement that. So, yeah. Good deal, yeah, and I'll be definitely there day one. Um, maybe not day one if I'm trying to manage my backlog, of course, but we'll see on that. Uh, but uh, I'll definitely think about getting on Xbox One X since it's a new series on there, and if it's in the super the greatest mode on that console, then that's where I'll probably be on it, especially with it no having no multiplayer components or anything like that to it on that, so... Uh, next game that was shown on the stage was Fallout 76, which looked great at the time, of course. <laughs> we, we might have differing opinions uh, once we get to the Bethesda uh, coverage on there to cover this. But at, at first reveal, I mean, it looked great. I mean, it looks like four times the size of Fallout 4. It's in the hills of West Virginia, of course, you know. So I think I've heard Country Road about like 10 gazillion times walking into yep. a GameStop. <laughs> So whether, you know, that's going to be just like the uh, Ordinary Worlds, the Dishonored 2 trailer that constantly played in GameStop for like up until the release of the game. And give it up for Bethesda to support their games, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I feel bad for these GameStop employees that have to hear this over <laughs> trailer. And over and over. Were you at GameStop earlier today and heard it at least once, Desmond? No, I know. thank the Lord. I was out. I did not hear it. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> Um, we'll talk about Fallout 76 a little bit more covering Bethesda uh, coverage in a bit. But uh, next trailer that was shown was Crackdown 3. It lives. It lives. And Terry Crews, it lives. Yeah. So. <laughs> and so uh, I, I enjoyed what I saw. I no, mean, I'm give in, us the stoked game already. for it. I'm done. Give us the game already. The thing about it is I was listening to Phil Spencer's interview during Giant Bomb this E3, and he said that Crackdown 3 could have been released earlier, but they didn't want to release it during the fall. So that's basically, long story short, is the reason why they pushed it to February. is Not because of the fact that they couldn't release it. They wanted to get it out of the window uh, that you know they didn't want it to bomb. 
when it came out. You know, they wanted it to have a. Yeah, I think Titanfall two kind of scared everybody. Uh, huh? <laughs> well, seeing what happened with that game, because Titanfall two was a great game, you know, but between it's being sandwiched crap between everybody, <laughs> yeah, between being sandwiched between Call of Duty and Battlefield one. Pretty much, uh, Titanfall two didn't have a fighter's chance, you know. Unfortunately, so <laughs> poor game uh, on there. So, any thoughts, you guys, on Crackdown? You said you just want, you just tired of seeing coverage on. You just, just want, want it. out. Just want it, please. Just just give us the game already. Come on. <laughs> think about it. It comes out the same day as Days Gone and Anthem. So, I'll have to see about that. I think there's another game on top that is coming out that same day in february so well, i'll buy them all i don't care i just want to get it done <laughs> it, it will be on games pass so that's another thing to keep that's, in mind that's fine too you wanna, just yeah. want to get it like i'm done give it to us <laughs> any thoughts kevin i mean uh, i know piping up about crackdown three uh, you, you're anxious for it or yeah i i think it's going to be one of those i'll just have to see um i'm not gonna i'm not gonna throw shade on delaying a game if it's for the purpose of either making it better or to release it in a more strategically viable uh, point on the calendar. But um, what they showed last year, and I can't remember, it wasn't E3, it was some other game event where he had the Comic-Con. That Comic-Con showing was horrible. So hopefully they addressed the obvious flaws in the gameplay there but you know it, it, it's just going to be one of those i'll have to i'll have to see um, i'll have to see I, I enjoyed the first crackdown i didn't think it was the neatest thing since sliced bread but i enjoyed it for what it was and, and you know most of most folks just kind of used it as a means to get into the halo beta and turns out that there was an at least a, a mildly interesting game attached to it but you know it's it's going to be one of those it's going to be a lot of it's going to be a wait and see there's a lot of there was a lot of wait and see for me in this uh in this press conference so um, you have not got the crack of the agility orbs and the um you know put it in my veins i mean pretty much the first crackdown i almost got i think 493 agility orbs out of 500. I so wanted that damn achievement, but I gave up afterwards. <laughs> so but, silly. Uh, <laughs> God. <laughs> no, I got obsessive compulsive with that no, damn I game. I would, I would literally like boot it up just to run around, see if I could find any more agility orbs. I mean, even after I beat the game and everything. So, you know, so. I remember. No, I, I am not mild on this game. I'm full on brunt beast mode on this thing so i'm still eager to play it and do some multiplayer i think like i said last episode uh they'd be amiss if they didn't come out with a battle royale mode with all the craziness that crackdown 3 enjoys well to see what what all the multiplayer components are to the game as well so that will kind of get things going but the next game that was shown on the stage was another game that comes out right in the same day as anthem and crackdown 3 and uh all the other games we mentioned, uh, Metro Exodus got a, has a February 22nd, 2019 release date. This is the um, Eastern European developed from Poland, I believe, uh, the Metro series, of course. Um, basically, lots of cool 
gunplay uh, that was shown on there, um, you know, as far as the gameplay, I mean, obviously, the Metro series previously was all about being in Russia and being in the tunnels, basically, and then with a post-apocalyptic uh, thing that you had to kind of go and your resources were kind of slim, so you had to watch every bullet that you used and so on and so forth. But it looks like here that there's a lot of uh, above ground gameplay. It looks like here from the latest rendition of the series on there. So we'll have to see how it kind of plays out. Graphically, it looks great. I mean, but uh, as far as on a scale, I would say I'm about three out of five because I haven't taken the time to play other, other two games in the series. And I don't know how you guys feel about it, but no, I mean, I'll, I'll see what you say about it and then go from there. I mean, I don't... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of in that, I'm kind of in that same boat. Yeah. I, I never played the other one, so I don't really know, you know, anything about it. Yeah. I believe one of them is on Games Pass, so just in case you want to dive in there. So, uh, next thing was shown was uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, which is a surprise. Now, I know they mentioned for the first time on the Xbox stage. On there, so it kind of is weird to see Kingdom Hearts with Microsoft since it's always been kind of a PlayStation, yeah, PlayStation thing on there. But uh, you know, uh, I'm not a Disney fan. I don't give two rats craps about Sora and whoever else, Donald, Mickey, all that crap. So I'll be willing to play it just to check it out. I know I, you know, I'm just kind of eh about Kingdom Hearts. I don't know how you guys feel about it. Never got into the game. Never got into the franchise or any of the games. I'm sure they're they're great and people like them, but I just never got into them. I played the first two, and I remember absolutely nothing about the story. <laughs> so, um, but the gameplay looks nice. Um, so I think it would be worth a look see just for the gameplay. Uh, I liked what I saw with regards to that and some of the attacks that Sora was doing with the Keyblade. Um, yeah, I, I think it'll probably be, I don't know if it's a day one get, but it's probably going to be something that will wind up in my collection sooner rather than later. Okay. And I know it was stated too that um, that basically that there will be a recap on the story prior to starting Kingdom Hearts 3, so just in case if you haven't played the previous games in the series, um, that is something that will be there for the people that need it, just like us. I mean, I got all Kingdom Hearts games in my backlog, so I mean, if I really want to find out what happened, I could probably <laughs> go ahead and grab my PS2, PS3, or PS4 versions of Kingdom Hearts and be able to <laughs> fire those up and, and give them a go on there. I just uh, something I collected but never just had a chance to uh, check it out. I know Tetsuo Nomura actually said that he is sometimes is lost in the story that was created that he doesn't understand it fully himself and he's the one that created the uh the series and the story of itself so you know hopefully they'll make that story story synopsis at the beginning of the game of kingdom hearts 3 uh, having something that's at least uh, provide some clarity and maybe not have him do it per se so <laughs> Uh, next thing that was covered for is Horizon 4. Um, it's set in England, of course. It looks great on there. You know, you got beautiful vistas, off-road racing, races against crazy things like hovercrafts. 
on there. Um, it will have a 60 FPS mode with the Xbox One X, of course. Dynamic seasons like weather will change over the world, of course. On there, you'll see, you know, snow, rain, ice, all that wonderful stuff. So we'll have to see what happens with this one. It's included with Xbox One's Games Pass and will be out on October 2nd. Any thoughts, you guys, on Forza Horizon 4? I know it's racing, and I know, Kevin, you've always stated it's too sim still for you, and we'll have to see how that kind of plays out. So, Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, I need to see <laughs> how it plays. Because, um, uh, well, I mean, in, in the gameplay, they showed some uh, drifting, what appeared to be drifting. Um, the other thing... That, that kind of has me wondering about this. And, and I guess maybe I'm just becoming old and cranky. I just don't have this overwhelming need to be, constant, to be constantly connected with other people when I play a game. And, you know, as long as I don't have to talk to these people, and as long as that do, they don't interfere with what I'm trying to do in in the game, that is assuming that, it actually plays like an arcade racer, at least how I define an arcade racer anyway, um, then it's cool. But this whole thing about, you know, oh, well, everybody's going to, 72 people are going to be on in a session and uh, have all these cars driving around and, you know, all, you know, this, oh, well, well, you can, if you want to be, if you want to, play by yourself then you can you know race against drivatars but 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 the main thing is to have all these other people here and it's like i don't need all that it, you know just just let me just let me race if i want to go online i'll go online this you know this forced online stuff is just kind of it, it's starting to get a little irritating and, and i'm a destiny player <laughs> so I mean, there's something to be said about about connectivity, <laughs> constantly being with being with somebody. I mean, yeah, you know, and you know, and they were saying, well, uh, I was listening to uh, uh, Giant Bomb. They did an interview with one of the, I guess, the, the one of the key guys behind the game, and he was talking about how you know you'll be able to in-game chat with someone who's driving next to you. And I'm like, I, <laughs> I, really hope, you. <laughs> I really hope they can turn that off because I don't need to hear nigga, nigga, nigga constantly because I'm going to have a black driver if you can customize your character. And I don't need to hear that because I know that's what I'm going to hear. You know, and hopefully you can turn that nonsense off. This this whole, you know, play, play in a group and f- make new friends. It's like I got real world friends. I don't need to make friends. You know, just just let me play your game. I don't know. So maybe I'm being, you know, crusty old, crusty old man gamer. But, uh, you know, we'll see how it pans out. Yeah, we'll definitely take a look and see. I mean, I'm a, I haven't played Forza Horizon three, even though I own it. You know, so I can't get wait to you know check it out at least see how well it did. I mean, I played Forza Horizon two, and I just thought the whole motif with the hey party people, hey, you know, all that stuff <laughs> too. But that that was just you know, you know, I was just, expecting you know Mountain Dew to go up spitting out of the the disc drive at some point. You know, <laughs> sponsored by Mountain Dew. Here, have a drink. Well, we'll have to see, though. So, and then the next 
bullet point of the conference is that Phil Spencer came out and, and announced that he is acquiring Microsoft's acquiring five new studios on there. So, uh, including uh, celebrated action developer Ninja Theory on there. So they've um, not only uh, bought or are purchasing Ninja Theory, they're also opening up a brand new studio in Santa Monica that's headed by Daryl Gallagher. Uh, they also have decided to purchase Undead Labs, the creators of State of the K2. Playground Games, the developers of the Horizon series, uh, and We Happy Food developer Compulsion Games as well on there, which they did show a trailer for We Happy Few, which will be out pretty shortly, I think, within next month on there. I know that they've been working on that game for quite a bit of time on there. And, uh, I'm curious about the game, but uh, not really. I don't know if you guys are kind of lukewarm about it as well. I, you know, I just curious what the plot line is with this game with the people all in the uh you know the white face of course on there and being brainwashed and you have to take your joy i know good old big brother you're so mad yeah so we'll have to see when that comes out man so we'll have to see yeah in my opinion the uh the ninja theory acquisition was the uh the keen keystone of the of the of their uh of their press event that was a a big get um uh ninja ninja theory um i although i have not played uh hellblade yet uh it is definitely in my backlog and my my get to it (laughs) my get to it eventually session i've heard nothing but good things about it they're a quality developer. Um, I hope Microsoft starts taking some pages out of Sony's playbook and giving their studios time to develop and allow them to put forth the creative vision that they are putting for that they want to put forward. Uh, so I think with the because I think uh, Ninja Theory is a smaller developer. I, I want to say they they have like a crew of like twenty. I think that's what they twenty people. It might be a little bit more, might be a little bit less. But it was not a big studio that made Hellblade. I mean, a, a, a large number of people that made Hellblade. And they showed what a talented group of people could do with a limited budget and limited resources. And if that's what they can do with a limited budget. Uh, imagine what content they can create with the proper backing of a com- of a publisher like Microsoft. So, uh, hopefully, they let them create as they want to create, and uh, uh, definitely look forward to seeing what they what they put forward. The other the other studios, I I was halfway thinking they own those they own them anyway because <laughs> it's not like you know turn 10 they all they've ever done is my is uh put put content out on on uh microsoft consoles and well yeah undead turn- lab undead was it undead labs you know i was kind of thinking that that was already acquired maybe it was just a way to kind of keep these keep these smaller studios afloat you know they acquired them and let them go do their thing well, I know Turn 10 has already been bought by Microsoft years ago. Uh, Playground Games was the Forza developer that got bought out this year, Kevin. Oh, um, and, no. and, yeah, Playground Games has actually been... I thought, well, again, I thought they were already owned because I haven't seen them on any other platform. Yeah, actually, Playground Games was uh, 
this offshoot from Codemasters actually on there. So, and they did the Horizon series for Microsoft, and uh, you know they kind of spurned from a team back in the day that used to work on, if you remember the Sega Rally reboot on Xbox 360 from Sega back in the day, they kind of kind of spurned out from that actually. And so they're rumored right now to be developing a Fable game. So, and they're doing a second team, I guess. They're, it was even alluded to by Phil Spencer in the Giant Bomb interview as well, talking about the, the second team at Playground that they're building up and, and trying to build up that studio a little bit to become more than just a Forza uh, factory. You know, Forza and Fable now. So, <laughs> okay. Hey, Fable That's hasn't fine. been seen, hasn't been heard from in a while. So, you know, if you can let them do something different, I'm all for it. Yeah, I agree. And the next extended trailer that they showed at the Microsoft press conference, Division 2, on there. I like what I saw on there. I could have done without the, all the banter back and forth, but I think everyone kind of <laughs> made a mention of that. I mean, it wasn't it, it wasn't too outrageous or too, like, exaggerated in my opinion. But, uh, you know, I almost felt like the banter that was back and forth was actually banter from the characters in game and not the people actually playing the game. I was yeah, halfway was, thinking that, too. Yeah, that stuff was just bad. <laughs> I was like, come on, y'all. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> that was bad. So, but, uh, you know. Uh, what they've shown of Division 2, of course, it was also shown at the Ubisoft press conference we'll cover in a bit. But uh, uh, basically, uh, I'm there day one. It's day one for me, at least. Uh, uh, it's coming out March 15th, 2019 on there. But, uh, you know, from I enjoyed the first game. I never really played that much multiplayer. I want to get to where we're able to do um, all the activities in that. And that's something that I'm definitely interested in. And I don't know how you you guys feel about it uh i'm gonna play it i enjoy i en- i enjoyed the division i'm not gonna lie i beat it i played it it was great i just thought it didn't have any ending content that was the biggest thing for me it was just it didn't have any end content i was like okay this is fun and all but y'all need to like i need more i'm gonna circle back to the original game because the thing about there's content there uh, that they added in the up- updates that they've had since you know I beat the game and uh, I played it more. since because I was just like meh you know why couldn't it have been there I mean it's like it's like the Destiny thing it's like I get it it's your first game I can understand it and I probably will end up you know now that I have an Xbox I'm probably gonna end up playing it on there because it's free you know you know so I'll just probably end up playing it and getting the extra stuff and, le- and at least experiencing it and seeing what it is but honestly. You know, I, I just hope I just hope that it actually has an, an end and ending content. And I think that's the biggest that is the biggest thing that I don't like about the current gaming stuff. Like when, when you have gaming as a service, you know, it's like there's no there, there's no ending. You know, you and it's like they, they, they want you just to play this game. And I get it, but sometimes you know you got to have a successful payoff when you when you do this stuff, and and they just they just don't, you know. It's like it, a book, the book that's just blank at the end. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's it, it, that's exactly it. It's literally like a book that's blank at the end, you know. Because even even if you have a trilogy of books, you have to have a climax. A climax, and and these games for me, they just don't have a climax. It's like, you know, I'm like, okay, that's it. I don't know. I, I I I just really hope that there's more in it when it when it comes out. So th- gotcha. that is my hope. Any thoughts, Kev? Or are you good? 
It's a red box at best for me. I know because you did not like it. I I, no, I, I I don't do bulletproof hoodies. I know it's an RPG. I know that's the <laughs> style of gameplay, but I my that bulletproof hoodie and my brain just could not make that connection. So you know, it's, it'll be a red box. But you know, it it just kind of seems like another you know dude bro military shooter. You know, I don't know. I'll red box it. If I like it, I'll buy it. All right. Next thing that was shown, uh, they did bring out the Xbox executive out there talking about Xbox Games Pass, about the learning algorithm called Fast Start. We'll be able to let you access your games faster. And the whole trick with the Fast Start aspect of it is that you'll actually uh, be programmed automatically to download the beginning portion of the game. That way you don't have to wait for the entire game to finish downloading if it wasn't optimized for that particular thing on there. So, so, and it's uh, coming out to where certain games are being added. We'll have that capability. And they did say that eventually all games on games pass and also on the Xbox platform itself, will have the fast start, uh, um, algorithm built into the uh, download that way um, just in case you have a, like a 100 gigabyte download of some game obscene like a uh, fat game on there that at least you could get started by downloading the first section of the game uh, by having it download to your Xbox One on there. They also did announce that they're adding new games to Xbox One's Game Pass as of uh, the day of the announcement of course that they added uh, Tom Clancy's The Division uh, Elder Scrolls Online, Terio Unlimited, and also Fallout 4 on that. So that got added to Games Pass. So on that also, then they showed a trailer for Shadow of the Tomb Raider, another trailer uh, showing about um, the uh, dark Lara sitting there just uh, pouncing on uh, people, you know, jaguars and crashing helicopters and all that. So. Trailer looked good. I don't know if you guys are excited for Tomb Raider or not. Um, I want to circle back and play Rise myself before I do buy this, so I might not buy it right away myself. Have, any feelings on that, you guys, as far as the series or if it's a day one? I don't know if it's a day one for me. I played through Rise. I thought it was a good game. Um, I, I, I like the original better than Rise. I can tell you that much. Um, but this one, Shadow, uh, we'll see. Uh, I'll probably get it. I don't know if it's a day one acquisition, but uh, yeah, I like the I like the rebooted Lara and and her adventures. I think they're they're fun. They're uh, gritty adventures. You know, a little bit of a grittier edge than say something like Uncharted. But uh, I'm, you know, I don't know if it's day one, uh, but uh, it'll, it'll, I'll pick it up at some point. Yeah, uh, I enjoy it. I mean, I I've played all of them. I I enjoy them. I beat the first one. Um, tried to play the second one. I don't know. So the thing about the second one is, I don't know. The, I, I played the 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 intro and then got into it. The got into it. And I don't know something. I don't know. It's really maybe I had to try it again, but. But the for problem me, from it's, it's, it's not oh, it's not at day one for me, but because I know the movie did not do well, um, so I know that it'll probably be uh, discounted relatively quickly. At least that's what I think is going to happen. So I'll end up owning it at some point um, because Rise I I didn't I didn't buy like like the first one I bought relatively soon. The second one I didn't buy until it was much 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 uh, discounted. 
And so I can only imagine that I'm going to do the same for this one. What were you going to say, Kev? Uh, the problem with Rise is that I just did not care about any of those other characters. There was just not a real ability to get Laura connected story-wise with the characters that are that are that were around her. You know, I they, I just didn't care. Uh, the villain was kind of real, not kind of really cliche, like you know, nineteen nineties uh, action movie. You're level. not kidding. You're cliche. Not, you're you're not kidding. That's kind of what it felt like. And I'm it's like I don't care about any of these people. And I think the reason why I liked the first game was because it was mostly Lara against the environment. And that's kind of sort where you saw her develop as an adventurer, kind of recalling these skills that uh, I forget that dude, that old man taught her. Um but in 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 Rise, I just those other characters just I just didn't care. I I just didn't I, I they could not get me to care about those other characters. And granted, I had just come I when I picked that game up, I had just come off of a play session with Uncharted Four, so maybe my standards were a little were a little too high with regards to the uh, character development, but. I just couldn't they didn't they didn't drag me into the story very well. So hopefully this game does a better job of that. Yeah, we'll have to see uh, how everything shakes out. But yeah, like you, Desmond, I'm going to definitely wait <laughs> to see if this game disc- gets discounted. And I want to circle back and play Rise at least. And uh, uh, one thing, once I uh, get settled in my new place and everything going on, I'm definitely going to look at my backlog and <laughs> not buy as many games and actually try to enjoy what I have and or at least cull through my <laughs> collection. Start trimming. A little bit and start trimming if it's something that's not going to kind of, um, you know, catch me on there because you know i got too many games and too little time on there so i had a little time i'll have a little bit more time once i move but uh we'll have to see about all that business okay and next game that was shown surprise surprise this is something i expected at the sony press conference but devil may cry 5 was shown on the microsoft stage on there so oh and thank you and thank you to the person who tweeted out to me that uh on our last episode i asked what is Devil May Cry, and someone tweeted to me, thank you, and said that it is a stylish melee... Um, well, let me see if I can find it real quick. Go ahead, Joe. I'll see if I can find it. Yeah, but the yeah, DMC's back on there. The interest, It's interesting the fact that Dante doesn't appear to be the main character. It looks like Nero is the main character in the game on there, but we did see Dante in the trailer, of course, on there, and uh, you know, obviously, Itsuno, the um, producer at Capcom, he wants to make it the best action game from Capcom ever on there. We'll see if it kind of, you know, <laughs> equals up to the um, DMC3, and it's probably the best one in the series. I don't know how, what you have to say about it, Kevin, as far as the best DMC in the series on that. Mm, so. best, DM, best DMC, yeah, I think that's fair. Three, uh, I liked four a lot too, so yeah. I, I'd say three and four were both were probably the best. 
Yeah. yeah. And DMC's been kind of sorely missed since Ninja, Ninja Theory developed the last one on there, but it's going to be out in spring 2019. And it looks like that the graphical engine that Capcom is using is on point on there. So uh, personally, I can't wait to see how it does and see how everyone um, likes it because it seems like there was a lot of shade being thrown Ninja Theory's way with that DMC reboot on there. But uh I'm glad to see that the the game is a, a mainline game and being developed by Capcom Japan proper, at least. So, on that, any thoughts, Desmond or Kevin, about this? Um, is it a? It, it's not a reboot, is it? No, it's no. not a reboot. Uh-uh. So, where, can, where does it take place? Um, in the whole, I guess, genre or something like where? Where not the genre? Where does it take place in the story? It's after DMC three four, I believe, right? So the okay, so the character that was in the new DMC that was built, he is not in this. You talk about the reboot, the, that was young Dante in the reboot. The one okay, the so Ninja see, Theory I didn't that. So so that was yeah. young Dante that was Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, because that's what I was that's what I was kind of wondering. Because I was like, you know, what is what is going on? Like, who is this? You know, who, who, yeah, is this okay? So I didn't realize it was Young Dante, and and that's the one. And Kevin, you were saying last time that I should I should definitely play the the second one, right? Second uh, one is the last. Second one is the last one. Should, that it, last one in the story progression. Okay, and it was the good one. No, no it's the second, second one. one. Uh, the second one's like the uh, the worst one in the series. Oh, actually. the second uh, one is the worst it's, one. Is is it's garbage. But if you just want to play it to complete it, I would suggest you just look at a YouTube run through. <laughs> it's that bad. Uh, well, actually, but, D- DMC Four is on sale in the Xbox Store right now this week. Wow. Desmond said, "You're like, yeah. nope, don't like it." <laughs> That's funny. So take a look, and also they do have a HD remaster of the first three games that. Uh, was just brought out a few months ago, which I've heard was kind of mediocre. Didn't really uh, do much, but uh, DMC4, uh, I mean, it's it's available on most, you know, PS4, PC, it and is. Xbox, and uh, pretty much uh, the special edition. It, usually it's going for like 20 bucks, 15 bucks, so it's like uh, something to definitely take a look at just in case you want to get your feet wet in the series and kind of get ready for DMC5 to come out on there. So Cool. So uh, so I found the tweet. It was uh, Facetius at Facetius Pod said, uh, the DMC genre is the stylish melee genre. So there you go. Yeah, right now on Xbox so thank you for Marketplace... Tweeting yeah, the um, Devil May Cry Four Special Edition is going for a hot twelve fifty on there. So, and it's actually included with Games Pass. So, just in case if someone does have Games Pass out there. So, alrighty then. So, and next game that was shown a reveal was uh, Dying Light Two on there. I didn't get a chance to play this game all that much uh, myself on there, but uh, basically this game has kind of gone beyond the whole um, zombie apocalypse on there, so um, that they're basically working out the factions uh, after you know everything is settled on there, and they talk about how what you do in, in the game actually changes the way the story goes on there, so you're uh, able to um, be able to 
play as a you sh- and the press conference they show a mission from a faction called the Peacekeepers, where you can either choose to carry out their orders or betray them. If you join them, you have access to the water supply, will change the city, change the morale of the people on the ground. But if you side with the Peacekeepers, you'll be able to have to deal with an author- author- authoritarian group called Authoritarian. Yeah, there you go. So on the flip side, open up the black market will attract the worst elements. So there's like ways that the story is going to change based on your uh, choices in the game. And uh, uh, they Techland pretty much tapped Chris Avalone, which if you're not familiar with his work before, he was the main writer for Fallout New Vegas. He's also done a lot of writing for Obsidian on there, including uh, the Torment Tides in Numeric, Numeria. I can't even talk right now. And and also did the writing for uh, Pillars of Eternity on there. So he's a well-noted author working for pretty much Obsidian and a writer that's also done like the um, Baldur's Gate series as well on there. So, um, you know, it's looking to be the where I'm thinking, even though you guys might not have enjoyed or were interested in Dying Light 1, that Dying Light 2 actually might be a whole other thing in in the mix on this thing. It looks very RPG-like in comparison to the first game. So, so any thoughts, you guys? Um, it's a... It definitely it seems more interesting than the first game. Although the, the I guess the the first game was very well supported by the developer, so I, I from what I've heard, it really comes into its own with the some of the DLC that came out and some of the updates that went along with the first game. Um, but yeah, it, it it I liked what I saw. Um, I think for me, it's just going to pan. It's just going to come down to what am I going to, what I will be playing actively by the time that game comes out, because it looks like it's going to take up a lot of time. Yeah, I but it would agree. I, I don't know. It's first person parkour stuff, so I don't know. Like I, I'm trying to be much more open minded uh, about about first person games. So uh, we'll see. That's all I can say at this time. All right, we'll kind of cover the rest of the show. Um, they had some more announcements. Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition got announced, which uh, was announced on the stage, but it's also being brought for PS4, PC, Switch, and also on the Xbox One on there. This is probably one of the Tales games that actually is the best, one of the better games in the series from what people have said. So, And so to finally get the Definitive Edition released in the U.S., uh, what happened with this game is it was originally an Xbox 360 exclusive back in the day. Uh, but they wound up in Japan at least developing a PS3 version with extra bells and whistles and extra story mission, extra characters, so on and so forth, but it never got released in the U.S. or in the Western uh, hemispheres on there. And so there was even people online that were working on trying to translate that stuff into English on there, and they'd just been adamant about this uh, Definitive Edition coming out. So uh, kudos for Namco, Namco Bandai, at least, to circle back to this as the 10th anniversary of the Tales of Vesperia. So good to have that game back. Of course, um, Fall, Battletoads was announced as well on there. So this is not being developed by Rare. It's actually being developed by another indie developer, which Microsoft kind of trusts to get this game going. 
on there. Uh, we'll have to see when it comes out. I don't know if you guys have any interest in Battletoads, but if they can make it the series viable, I think I would I would definitely try it. You know, I don't think there's enough games in that genre to come out. Side scrolling brawlers, you know, you know all that. So I love Battletoads on the eight bit Nintendo. Um I even like the Battletoads Double Dragon crossovers. A lot of people despise them, but I like them. So yeah, I think this was this was pretty cool. Um, I'll, I'll definitely be picking it up. I have and, no and Battletoads, Battletoads is just it was like hard. It was like one of the one of the back when I actually had good reflexes and was actually very good at video games. Battletoads was one of those titles that just challenged me to no end, and I always kept going back to it because it's like you know I, I felt like. Uh, uh, you know, it was it was like worthy of my skills. You know that and that in the uh, nin- the Ninja Gaiden games or Gaiden games rather on the eight uh, bit on the eight bit Nintendo. I just constantly played played that Battletoads. All right, and also shown, of course, uh, Gears Five had a three game shown on here. So, of course, uh, Gears Pop got announced, and everyone's like, kind of just like, eh. You know, even uh, Phil Spencer was mentioning the giant bomb feed that he didn't feel like this is something that they uh, should have shown at the conference. But uh, the head of the Gear Studio uh, felt that this was something that they needed to kind of show, and it's his baby on that. So uh, whether I want to play, you know, a super deformed, you know, Gears characters on my phone, I don't know about that, but. <laughs> On that. Also, they showed a tactics game, which is uh, coming out for PC on there, and also Gears of War 5 on there. So we'll have to see how everything shakes out on there and take a look. Uh, any thoughts? I mean, I'm not, I'm not been a fan of the series before. I haven't played. I'll only play Gears 1. That's it. So I have no thoughts about it. I don't. I've. I think I've only played Gears 1 as well, and that yeah. was only the opening, and that was it. I. Was never really a big fan of the this is like the game, so it's it's fine. Enjoy. Yeah. Uh, Gears was the series that I cared the most about when it comes to the Microsoft uh, first party uh, games. For, I I've had four since Christmas was two years ago, uh, three years ago, two years ago, two years ago. Um, and I still haven't finished it. So, you know, it's, it's, I do like the story direction that it's going in. Uh, you seeing, uh, that, that new character, I don't even know her name, um, using melee weapons, uh, fairly effectively. I, I kind of like that, that change in combat that there, that might be a hint of, evolving the series in its gameplay mechanics i'm intrigued by that um but like for i have no interest in the multiplayer at all uh the only thing that i would maybe do uh multiplayer related might be the horde mode if uh, which i'm sure they'll they will offer it was in the last game but yeah um nope (laughs) we're gonna have to see uh, but the story seems like it could be 
a bit more drawn out than definitely the last one because I I, I do not like I did not like that new cast and I'm, that girl was part of the, that new cast in Gears Four. Um, she was the least annoying of the three of <laughs> the new people. Uh, so that's good that that she's the focus this time around. But uh, we'll, we'll, you know, again, we're going to have to see. Hopefully, they take risks. Yeah. Other games they're shown. They did have a, a indie trailer and indie sizzle reel on there. Uh, of course, Ori and the Will the Wisp is shown. Looks gorgeous as expected on there. Um, also, sizzle reel show games. Uh, one game that kind of stood out to me was this game called Tunic that kind of featured a fox that was in like a um, isometric uh, perspective that kind of looked like uh, had some Legend of Zelda influence on there. Kind of remind me of Landstalker back in the day on the Sega Genesis, if you can believe it or not. So, on that. So, a uh, lot of things that they showed in the, in the Sizzle World 2, including uh, Vermintide 2, stuff that they're going to bring out on Games Pass Day 1. So, they are working with some indie uh, tie, um, companies to be able to get the games out on Game Pass Day 1 on there. So, it kind of helps support them a bit, you know, because people are going to download new games coming out for Games Pass, I think. And if they get, you know, how many shekels per download on there, you know, it actually might create a, a more of a of a audience for some of these games on there. So on there. Also, they show the trailer for Black Desert Online as well on there. Desmond, I don't know if you're looking forward to that one or not. I know that's the Korean MMO that they've been showing the last couple of conferences, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably try it out. I got I got to play something on the system, right? <laughs> yeah. And also show games like Wargroove, which is an indie game that's kind of in the same vein as Advance Wars on there. Got a lot of influence from that. Of course, Dead Cells, which is a great Metroidvania game that's coming out for all other platforms on there. Ashen is another game that's been shown years past, but it's going to be a console console launch exclusive and also coming to Games Pass Day One. On that, so we're gonna kind of take a look at that, and then last but not least, they ended it with the Cyberpunk 2077 trailer. On that, um, I'm gonna let you take that away, Desmond. Why are you gonna do I, that? Why you why you why why are you putting me on blast like that? Huh? I don't put you on blast. I know you have opinions about it, and I, <laughs> I, yes, I to I me, do. I do have yeah. opinions about it. Yes, I do. Yes. Um, I like what I saw in the trailer, but, you know, it's like I said, I want to see gameplay. I didn't have a chance to see any gameplay footage from the show. I know it's a first-person shooter, of course, nope, in first-person perspective. First, it is not a first-person shooter. They were very clear to say that it is not a first-person shooter. What it is yeah. is it is a role-playing game with a first-person's perspective. Yeah. Now, the reason why Joe was saying giving it to me was because I personally do not like first person perspective and i know all of you listening are probably tired of hearing people you know bemoan that fact but it's true some people just do not like that that perspective in gaming i prefer third person i like to create my characters i like to move swing the camera around and see what i have made and what i've created i get this you know it's just never first person never appealed to me now have there been first person games that i have played that i've enjoyed yes um I, I really enjoyed Destiny. You know, I think the reason why I enjoyed Destiny most of the time was because I was playing with these guys. You know, so so I was able to push past my, you know, my 
my dislike for for that uh, perspective because I enjoyed the gameplay. I enjoyed playing with with the folks. Plus, it also had uh, you were in third person when you were at the tower, and you could see your character and stuff like that. So I, I was able to to uh, adjust. Uh, it took a long time. I was terrible at it. It's one of the reasons why I do not like uh, PvP because I just don't have the situational awareness to to see when someone's coming up to the to the left or to the right and stuff like that. It's just very frustrating to me. So just so it's just it's just a perspective that I don't enjoy. You know, I like to see things around my character. You know, I, I, I like that. Um, it's the preference. I, I I just enjoy this. You know, uh, I loved borderlands you know i love the rpg elements of borderlands and it took me a lot a long time when i first played it i hated it but you you try things you play things so so you know i posted you know when, when it first came out that it was first person i posted all my hype is left you know and of course people got to respond because you can't have an opinion you, you know, on on twitter or anything like that until someone's gonna come in and you know tell you you're an asshole or whatever whatever fine you know, I don't get involved in all that. I just posted it. It was a funny little gift that I posted with it because, you know, it's my fucking opinion. If you don't like it, fine. You know, I, but it was just funny because, like, people were rallying around me or saying blah, blah, blah. They're comparing it to all these giant, you know, things, you know. I don't know. It's just it's just Internet inter, uh, internet conversations or Twitter conversations or Facebook conversations. It's just, it's just very funny, you know, to me how how, how that can happen. It's just... Everyone has to defend their, their their point of view, and I don't. I don't have to defend it. This is what I believe. You don't pay my bills, you know. You're not you're not gonna buy this game for me. I'm gonna buy the game, you know. <laughs> so so it's just like Max. So, yeah, it's just like it's fine, you know. So I don't know. So will I buy the game? Probably, you know. I I'm an old school cyberpunk person. I played the tabletop RPG when I was in high school. I played it nonstop for quite a long time. So so I have history with cyberpunk uh 2020 so you know i i owe it to to i owe it to the the franchise to to, to that memory to at least try it and see how it looks i i tried dsx i couldn't get into it because of the gameplay and i i tried really hard because i like cyberpunk type games but i just couldn't do it i just i just I, i i was running into walls getting i just i couldn't aim right i just i just didn't like it i just didn't like it so so who knows? Well, I like this game. I don't know. Um, I'll probably end up buying it. I bought Destiny on a whim because Joe was ramp raving about it. Oh my god, it's a great game. You should try. Blah blah blah. You should play. It. Oh blah blah. You know, Joe because you know Joe's always that pusher man. So I was like, all right, fine. So I bought it. Shocked the shit out of him when I bought it, and I started playing it. And I was terrible. So you know, will I enjoy it? I don't know. You know, it's just. But right now, my hype is just a little bit. You know, it's it, it's a it's it's not there right now. You know, I'll see gameplay. I'll, I maybe I'll, it'll my hype will start to return. Maybe it won't be so bad. Maybe there'll be things. There'll be things that are that that that, that allow it. You know, allow me to get over this bias that I have. And I know it's a bias. You know, um, I know they said that you can. There'll be tons of of. Um, of ways to see your character you'll see it in the in the augment screen you'll see them in mirrors i think it's cool and reflections that's really cool um i know people were saying like you know this game's gonna be revolutionary and it's awesome you can run on walls and you can do this and you can get really close up and visceral and and i'm like you could you could run on walls and mirror's edge you know you, you you're visceral and doom it's like 
like I, I get that you want the immersion, but that that's all been done before as well. It's just how they're doing it is going to be great. I love that there's like smart bullets or something because I know aiming's going to be terrible for me. So the fact that they have these weird like smart bullets that follow people, great. You know, maybe that'll be something that'll that, that'll you know change my mind about it. But you know, we haven't. Even, this game most likely, mark my words, this game is not going to come out until twenty twenty anyway. Because because it just it just seems like a no brainer that a that that original title that was called Cyberpunk twenty twenty would come out in twenty twenty. You know, and and be about seventy seven. I don't just. It, it, I just don't think we're going to see this game for another until another two years. I just you know mm. I just don't see. It. I thought it was a next gen game from what was being shown, but the the. Um, pre-orders have opened up for both Xbox One and PS4, so it's definitely a current-gen game. They're taking money for it already, so so it's definitely a current-gen game on there. So we'll have to see uh, if it's going to be out, I would say, probably late next year, probably at their release, like you said, Desmond, probably a 2020 game, if need be. So yeah. and then, and if and if anything, I'll just play Joe's copy for a while and see how I like it, and if I like it, I'll go buy it. If I buy it, sir, if you, I'm you not no library. Lying. I, I ain't no library. He is lying. He's going to buy this game. He over here lying. Mark my words, Kev. He's going to buy this. Mark my words, Kev. So this ends our coverage of the quite comprehensive, quite No, 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 no. Kevin, what, no, no we, what's Kevin? Kevin, what did you think about, about the cyberpunk and all that stuff like that? We didn't hear from Kevin. What do you think, Kev? Uh, I have no history with the board games. I... The whole thing kind of sounds like a Deus Ex to me, and I really didn't care for Deus Ex that much. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna it's gonna be a wait and see. <laughs> and since they showed no, I think they had a gameplay behind closed doors. Um, yeah, the fifteen from minute what I, demo they showed. Yeah, and from what people were saying, they were saying it looks phenomenal. Um, but you know these. People really Deus Ex is a fairly critically acclaimed series, and I just did it. Just didn't do anything for me. So, <laughs> and then you see those pictures of like I guess Kojima was there, and Kojima I guess was like this is amazing, and I guess the guy who who did who um who created Deus Ex I can't remember their names. I'm blanking on their names. Uh, he was said it was it looked amazing, and it just did everything like it was like oh this is blowing me away. So I'm like okay, you know that's that's great, mm-hmm. you know that's, yeah that's cool. I you know, and I hope it's great for those who like it, but I, it's going to be a wait and see for me. There you go. A lot of wait and see for, for in, in, in in this uh, uh, in 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 this in this E three. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what kind of grade do we want to give this wonderful conference on here? So I think it's. I have to say it, out of all the console manufacturers and even the third parties, I think this is the best conference out of uh, all of them, in my opinion, on there. So was Microsoft? Was Microsoft, yeah, wow. because of the fact. Yep, they brought games and they brought games and games and more games on wow. here. I mean, got no one playing the damn pan flute, got no one playing the you said pan guitar. You know, the I, banjo, I, sir. You didn't have to bring us there. No, I'm talking about the Ghost of Tsushima at the Sony press conference. The guy playing the. I know. The I was just saying, you, you didn't need to take us there, Joe. Yeah, I know. I know. You do that. So I, I, I would give this a solid A minus, in my opinion. I A-minus, think it's best yeah. of show. So I give I give it an A minus too. You know, I 
Um, did it make me? Did, was it the reason that I ran out and bought an Xbox? No. The reason I ran out and bought an Xbox because the price was right. You know, that's that's why I bought one. Um, and it, and all I know is at this point they can they can only go up. So <laughs> you know, yeah, they can only go and, up. So and granted, a lot of the games that were shown were not Microsoft exclusive. So I mean, you could put that for what it's worth. But uh, you know, these are the type of games I believe that if Sony handled the presser properly and not just in one hour. Uh, with the uh, you know musical performances uh, running through and then running from a tent to a tent on here that uh, they had every opportunity to uh, put more of these games up on stage themselves. But hey, when uh, one company drops the ball, another one picks it right back up, and that's what Microsoft did, in my opinion. So there you go. Yep. What do you think, uh, Kev? What, what, what would be your rating? Um, okay, I'm going to come down. I got two grades for this particular for this show. On presentation, it's a plus. Uh, I would agree they had the best show. They had the best presentation, the best pacing. It was game, 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 game. Not a whole lot of on stage gameplay, other than Forza Horizon. I think was maybe the only game that was actually played on stage. Uh, Division two or, and Division. Okay, Division two. I don't. Think, uh, I don't count Division Two. That that was hella scripted. <laughs> like I, I know we saw it, but I was like, "Y'all over here lying about this game right now." <laughs> so for for its overall presentation, I, I give it an A. I would probably give it an A plus in, in the way that they presented it. But when it comes to addressing the issue that the Xbox platform has had for the past two years. Um, I got to give it a C minus. And the reason is, is at the end of the day, with all those games that they showed us, for 2018, we're getting, instead of either, we're, we're, we're getting It's Forza's turn of the trifecta. And that's it. And... That is the problem that Microsoft has with this generation. And they did nothing, at least in my opinion, to convince someone who was looking at what's being offered by the three primary competitors who maybe does not have the um, the history, maybe not the history of an Xbox 360 or an original Xbox to fall back on. They didn't sell. They they didn't they didn't sell any new consoles, in my opinion. They really didn't. They sold their 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 encouraging their existing fan base, and they're telling you to hold on till the next console because that's when these new games from these newly acquired studios are going to be ready. So it, in a way, it's kind of like, hey, thanks for beta testing our hardware. Uh, we'll see you next round. But you know, it, it, you know, but you know, that's just me. I mean, if I wasn't expect, I wasn't expecting these new uh, studio acquisitions to just bust out with something to show. Uh, it, there's not, there wasn't enough time. You know, the initiative sounds like it could be a, a fantastic studio. We already know the content that Ninja Theory is capable of putting out. So hopefully with those two leading the 
leading the charge on the AAA or quadruple-A IP front, you know, Microsoft can start building up that library. But, you know, I said on Twitter, Microsoft was the show that showed me all the games I'm going to get on Steam and PlayStation. That's 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 pretty pretty yeah, much i was like what damn it, kevin that's, that's cold. pretty much what it was like that's cold <laughs> it's, you know, but you're being honest it. though and i can't i can't front you on that you know you are yeah, being I, honest I, it's like yeah i mean it, it's it's and and for people where the the xbox is their primary console this this uh press conference met all of your needs but for people that are basically trying to find a reason to keep this thing in their library uh, it didn't do. It really did, it 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 gave me some possible hope for the future with those studio acquisitions, but it's it's not really helping me in the here and now at all, and and that's the fact. It, it, it's you know it, it is what it is, and, and you know Microsoft put themselves in this situation. They didn't get there overnight, and they're not going to get out of this situation overnight either. It's, it's going to take some time. And the question is whether or not their fan base that has an issue with their first party, uh, their their first party track record, is going to be willing to give them another generation to get that act together. Time will tell. Proof's in the pudding, you know. You know, Sony's hitting on all cylinders as far as first party is concerned, and you, I definitely would take your point at face value on it for sure. So, you know, um, they need to take risks, and I think by buying these studios, hopefully these studios can take risks on there, you know. Uh, granted, I know Playground's developing a new Fable, supposedly, on there. That's not taking a risk, but I guess... In a way, for Microsoft, that is a risk. But, but, you know, here's the thing. It could be. Look at what Santa Monica Studios did with God of War. Yeah. That was a risk. An established franchise reworked from the ground up, and it paid off in dividends, and it's still paying off in dividends for them. So they can take existing titles and breathe new life into them. The question is, A, does Microsoft have the studios with that kind of talent? And I think now with uh, Ninja Theory and possibly with uh, Gallagher over at, over there at the initiative, they do. Ninja Theory for sure. Their, their, their work, their track record is proven as far as I'm concerned. But two, are is Microsoft going to give them the funding and the slack in the leash that they're going to need in order to get that content to where it needs to be. And that's it completely in Microsoft's court. The ball is completely in Microsoft court with regard to that. If they're going to go, if they're going, if they're going to treat these new studios like they've treated rare, then it, it, you know, it, then those (laughs) acquisitions just going to wind up on the Island of misfit developers, you know, just like the Island for Misfit Games is what G- Games Pass is kind of sort of turned into with Sea of Thieves and State of Decay Two, and you know all these all these other all these other titles that have kind of lost their luster because they've just been on the market for so long. It's up to Microsoft to turn this around, and they've put forth the money. Let's see if the leadership can change the way they've been doing things. And that's the real issue. 
And that's the All truth, right. Ruth. <laughs> any any grade, Desmond? Or did you already give already a grade? I already graded it. Right on. Okay, let's kind of cover the rest of the E3 business at a uh, faster pace on here. So uh, Bethesda, of course, had the presser. Uh, they showed quite a bit, a few things. Of course, uh, uh, started out with uh, Andrew WK on stage. I don't know if you had a chance to check that out, Desmond, or not, but it was, it was wonderful. <laughs> I, I pushed right past it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rage 2 looks great. Rage 2 looks great. Yeah, both I think both myself and you, you as well, Kevin, are kind of like day one confirmed on that bad boy. Just between the car combat, gun, you know, fast gunplay, like it is known for on there. You know, obviously post-apocalyptic uh, again, <laughs> Mad Max inspired uh, a post-apocalyptic gameplay on there. Um, out of all the games that they showed at that presser, I probably think that uh, that's probably my uh, game for Bethesda, at least. On there, any thoughts, Kevin? I know I already kind of spoke for you already, but mm-hmm. yeah, and 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 that game was also shown at at Microsoft stage, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Oh, not uh, Rage Two, no. They didn't. I thought they should. It wasn't in a. In oh yeah, a, no. I think they might have showed it. Yeah. Yeah, they, it wasn't. It was in there. Uh, yeah. and, and that's going to be a day one get probably on Steam. Um, it's it Rage Two looks fantastic, and I really enjoyed what they did with Mad Max. And I did not one hundred percent Mad Max, but I came real close to doing it. And Rage Two looks like the, it's going to be the same thing. You give me some mechanics that I can I can sink my teeth into, and I'm in that game for the long haul. And you know, blowing up and killing post apocalyptic mutants and ne'er do wells in a in a wasteland desert and driving around blowing up stuff. Uh, sign me up. Uh, Could have done without the the rock. What who I'd never heard of that group before, <laughs> which is not saying much because I'm not much of a music person anyway. But uh, the game, thankfully, <laughs> presented a whole lot better than that. <laughs> that rock band, whatever that was. Uh, send your hate mail to gamingvessels at gmail.com because, from what I understand, he's a very popular. Uh, musician, so it is he what was. it is. He was. He's not anymore, I don't think. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. either one hit, one hit wonder, right, Desmond? I wouldn't say. <laughs> <laughs> but I know Rage is a hard pass for you, right? Probably. But I gotcha. hope you guys enjoy it and you love it and it just does everything you need it to be. Gotcha. Okay, also shown ES Elder Scrolls Legends, which I believe is a new CTG, Hard Pass. Any other comments on Elder Scrolls? Hard Pass. Yes. Any interest? I know you're a CTG player, Desmond, so. But uh, if it's not Magic the Gathering, I think it's probably. Are you, are, are you putting, why are you putting me on blast like that, buddy? I put, you're, you're the uh, CCG expert of the crew, man. No. Come on. I'm not going to play it. Okay. <laughs> I don't really play digital uh, collectible card games. No, I don't do that. Gotcha. Okay. I also showed Doom Eternal, which was a surprise on there. They get a Doom sequel on there to the reboot on there. Of course, they didn't want to call it Doom 2. They said they call it Doom Eternal. But uh, they showed a little bit, but they're going to basically uh, kind of 
uh, open the curtain a little bit more at uh, QuakeCon coming up in August on there. So uh, can't wait to see uh, what's uh, being done with the game. Uh, any thoughts, Kevin? Um, more Doom? More Doom. And, and, and you know what? I, I enjoy Doom. Uh, I, I have it on PC. I still haven't finished it. But, you know, it's a, it's it's kind of a fun game. You just run around and, and blow stuff up. And, you know, for a when it's time to just kind of chill and to not really have to think about much and just m- murder stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, Doom kind of fits the bill. Uh, we'll see what they bring with the second one. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's got to be something that, you know, you can, you know, just turn your brain off and just have fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Also, Machine Games came out and they announced a couple of Wolfenstein titles. Uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood is a uh, sequel of B.J. Blasowitz's uh, Twin Daughters, and based in the 1970s, of course, on there. Um, they showed a little bit, but not too, too much. It's, I don't think they showed gameplay, if, if I recall. Just announced the title along with a VR Wolfenstein title that's coming out as well on there. Um, I know you were kind of hit and miss on this one, Kevin, because the ending of a Wolfenstein 2 was kind of blase, blase, I think, what you said. So. No, I. by the time I got to what it, I later discovered was the midpoint of the game, I had no desire to finish it. Gotcha. It just got boring. Yeah. So um, what I meant by blase, like you were just kind of done. So I'm not sure, you know, we'll have to see. I have not played the new Colossus yet. You know, so I'll have to see once this does come out next year, um, you know, see what kind of interest they have in a co-op Wolfenstein on that. If you know? if I do get it, it'll be a red box. And I'll well, I, I couldn't even say red box because it'll take me longer than two or three days to 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 get to the midpoint because those their games are generally long. Uh, but if I do get it, it will be on console. So if I don't like it by the time I hit that midpoint i can just trade it back i unfortunately i bought the pc version and i can't trade that back for nothing so no you stuck buddy i'm stuck new digital future oh boy so um the developers of prey um came out too and they announced new dlc and modes for the game so uh, that might get people that are interested in that game back in the fold on there um I don't know as far as if you guys had any interest to play Prey or if you played Prey previously, but... Uh, nope. Because it's nothing like the original game and that's what I wanted. No, I didn't play it. Gotcha. Uh, any listeners out there, if you're excited for it, uh, you know, let us know on there. We haven't... Um, I bought it. I have not played it yet, so... <laughs> yet again, another game I need to circle back because there's New Game Plus, there's a survival mode, and... Um, basically, it's going to be a story mode as well added, so you could just experience the game story if you want to not even have to um, play through as much of the um, combat or the stealth that's in the game as well. So on that, and then also too, uh, Elder Scrolls Online Somerset came out just not too long ago. On there, uh, of course, you know they're doing a good job with that. You know, being free, you know, as far as just purchase only and to be able to you know not have to do a monthly subscription on that thing um i'd mean to go back to eso i thought eso was a pretty good uh title at least you know i don't know if you would want to go back to it desmond or not 
It's probably. I mean, I go back to it every so often and play around and play around with it. Um, it's just one of those games that it's fun to play for a while, and then I put it back on the shelf, take it down, play it for a while, put it back on the shelf. So, yeah, and me too. I haven't played it in a while, but uh, I'll have to see how that goes. But uh, also, then uh, Todd Howard came out and kind of blew everything out. Uh, they announced Elder Scrolls Blades for smartphones, and also coming out for all your major consoles as well on there. So you can kind of carry your gameplay over from your phone to your console and back and forth on that. Oh, also, thank you. And even I know, Kevin, you had some disparaging words when we were watching this uh, together online about <laughs> putting a ES game on the phone. It's just uh, I don't know why they bother. But, you know, for people that enjoy that, uh, more power to them on there, you know. Uh, listeners, let us know. I mean, if you're interested in ES Blades or, you know, get into the beta, just let us know if uh, it's something we do need to take a look at or not. You know, something. That, I'm going to tell you now, I ain't looking at it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just being straight up for it. I will. I we will air your opinion and discuss it, and give you all the credit for it. But I ain't looking at that mess. Sorry. <laughs> there you have it. All right. And then Todd Howard came out also to kind of unveil and pull the curtain back even more on Fallout 76 than what they did on the Microsoft stage. And surprise, surprise, surprise! It's a, a multiplayer game that is only populated by. Other players and no NPCs whatsoever. So surprise, surprise, no, there's surprise. There's going to be NPCs. I thought. Oh, there's going to yeah. be NPCs that you can that, that you can get stuff from and all this other oh, stuff. But you, but you, gotcha. but you like form like groups <clears throat> and stuff, and you kind of run around and and just kind of be be you know the new people within. The, I mean, I, I, I'm not surprised anyone. I, I'm surprised that anyone was is surprised by what this game is going what this game was going to be like i was just like okay you know it's it's fallout with destiny sort of stuff you know i know people hate to hear that but that's kind of what it sounds like you know you run around and you build stuff and you can blow people up and have fun and i mean it's like okay i don't know are you going to give it a shot, you think? Am I going to give it a shot? I mean, are you guys going to give it a shot? Because I'm going to be playing with you guys. Hell to the no, no. To the no, no. <laughs> really? No. Nope. Why not? If, if that play, is the play. most... Re- you know, <laughs> hey, if, 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 if this is what y'all want to play, hey, you like it, I love it. This game represents everything that I cannot stand with this constant connect BS that's going on in the gaming industry right now. Okay, I played Fallout. Now I'm not the I'm not the world's biggest Fallout fan. I played three, finished it, enjoyed it. Never went back from New Vegas. Never wanted to try four. I was I was kind of like I, I've been to that world and I'm done. Okay. This, with what they're doing, with this new environment being this prequel, you know, the situation that takes place before all the other Fallout games, you know, there's just opportunities to build story, you know, the the see the forming of the, the Brotherhood of Steel, possibly, and all that stuff. Everything that should be part of a story-driven, single-player-focused 
role-playing game, which is what Fallout Fallout has always been, could have explored, given opened up this whole new origin story of, of what that's of, you know of what took place before the other games, and instead we're 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 taking selfies, we're 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 doing emotes. We're launching nukes, which makes no sense. It's like, aren't y'all trying to survive? You survived the, the the nuclear holocaust, so now you're going to start lobbing nukes at each other again. Uh, everything that that was presented with this title, and the fact that you seemingly—I mean, yes—they say yes if you want to play by yourself, you can. But the constant focus on the multiplayer and the Case in point, when they're doing that 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 playthrough, and they're he's trying to get to this house, and he tells, and then he says, "Now you don't know how the people are going to react to you when you come into their property." Okay, the first time I find some highly sought item, and I'm trying to make it back to my base, and I run past some joker who I did not invite to my game who I did not ask to join my scenario, shoots me in the back of the head and takes my stuff. <laughs> Y'all can kiss my ass with that. I, 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 I mean, straight up. Straight up. And again, this is what... I'm, yeah, I'm the grumpy old man. This is this type of stuff that is just giving me the short fuse with gaming right now. I... I don't I, 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 I'm not so social, you know, attached to social media that I can't even sit down in front of a game for 10 minutes and enjoy the content with a, oh, I need to I need to attach I need to attach to other people. I'm in this giant world all by myself. Uh, I'm feeling claustrophobic. I, I don't I don't understand it. I don't understand it. And OK, fine. He's taking risks. We as gamers always want these publishers and developers and these content creators to take risks, but nah, mm -mm, not like this, because as far as I'm concerned, this isn't taking a risk. This is jumping on a this is jumping on a trend, jumping on a bandwagon, and mm -mm. And like I said, hey, he's saving me sixty dollars as far as I'm concerned. Well, there you go, <laughs> no, but I feel you though, like, because like you can you can be w play by yourself and do all that stuff, but but you seriously like you you just gonna immediately get get destroyed probably yeah by a group exactly of people just trying to grief you and stuff. This this is a griefer's dream. This content that they're Forza Horizon Four, a griefer's dream. I don't want to be trying to race and have folks just constantly just running me off the road for no reason other than to run me off the road. I have very little. People are jerks in the real world. OK. It's hard enough to get along with with with. I was about to say something. It's, it's hard enough to get along with. It's hard Watch enough it, to get along. With. I'm a saved man. I'm trying to change my, my, my vocabulary. <laughs> It's hard enough to get along with folks in the real world, okay? I don't want to spend my game time when it's where it's a period where I can decompress 
from certain elements in in the real world and just kind of enjoy my favorite hobby, I have to deal with these same type of people with no recompense, no no re- no no recompense to their actions in a game that I have paid money for. This is the problem with gaming and you know modern gaming right now. And I, I can see it now. Before it's all said and done, I'm gonna be I, I'm gonna be we're gonna be doing shows where I'm gonna be talking about what I played on in television and ColecoVision. <laughs> because if they keep pushing this stuff on me, I will walk away. And yeah, they none of them people care. They're making they're making millions of dollars. They don't need my money. So, but it's just upsetting for me because this is my favorite hobby. This is what I enjoy doing. This is what I spend my discretionary income on. And I had always told myself that gaming would be something that I would do till the till the day I I, I close my eyes for good. But I can see the handwriting on the wall. That's not necessarily going to be the case. You know, as long as my retro consoles work, it will be. But as far as this new stuff that they're pushing, uh, you like, miss me with all that. You can, yeah, exactly. <laughs> miss me with that nonsense. Straight up. And, and that's all I'll say because I could go on. Yeah, yeah, as far as my thoughts on Fallout 76, uh, I'm indifferent uh, right now. I mean, uh, Fallout, I've never played too much. Uh, I've played three and four a little bit, uh, but. Uh, uh, I think with my backlog and what I want to play right now, I'm not going to play Fallout 76 right out the gate. And it's coming out this year, of course. Yep. But we'll, we'll have to see impressions on there. I know, Desmond, I, you're looking to maybe get on the bandwagon a bit, I think, on I've this I've played one. all of them. Uh, I have to say that uh, New Vegas was my favorite. Um, so, I mean, I'll try it. I got kind of bored with 4, but I'll try 76. I mean, I'll try it. Yeah. It'll... They'll, it'll be on discount. We'll pick it up, or you'll 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 maximize my gaming dollar, and I'll buy it on a discount. So, well, to see, but yeah. yeah, if I find out on a deal, then we'll, we're gonna we're gonna be deal brothers for the Fallout seventy six on that. So, and then also Bethesda shows Starfield or announced Starfield they didn't show anything of it, but uh, uh, that's their. Uh, first new IP in 25 years, at least Bethesda Studios proper on that. So, and they've been said they've been actively developing this game. Probably not going to see it until PS5 and uh, the uh, Scarlet Xbox, the new Xbox. So, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm here for that. I'm like, okay, I, I see you. Let's do this. And circle back to what you what you guys think. I know I didn't say or mention anything, but uh, with Phil Spencer mentioning the fact that uh, they're developing a new Xbox and they got multiple consoles on its way, and talking about the whole streaming bit. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Thank you for be- thank you for beta, t- beta testing this generation. Spend more money in in two years. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, the the funny thing is though the funny thing is though is that the One X which ironically is being pushed as the as if it was the only Xbox One to ever be released now. Like the original Xbox, understandably, w- was pushed to the side. Uh, but the One S, 
do the, if you didn't know any better, you would think it wasn't on the market now. Mm. And that just released in November of what last year. And Phil is talking, hey, get ready to drop another five, bro. You know, it's it, yeah. it's it's uh, you know it you know it is what it is you know or people are people are people are always looking for the new hotness uh, new tech and whatnot but <laughs> we we're barely nine months what nine months ten months into this in the one x and you asked you telling me I got to get ready to pony up some more money. Now I didn't pay any money for the 1X cuz if I you know I, mm-hmm. I paid 0 dollars for it. So is it that's going to be like a maybe like a easier pill for me to swallow but had I dropped 500 nine months ago, 10 months ago and you telling me I got to come up with more money? Mm-mm. That's they telling you. <laughs> well, so I had to circle back to that conference but i forgot to mention that fact so let's move on to square enix real quick and we'll do it real quick a square enix's uh little thing press briefing was only 30 minutes and it was all full of trailers and no stage show or anything like that so on that show the tomb raider we already covered uh final fantasy 14 and monster hunter collaboration uh saw this and of course that original monster hunter theme got got my heartstrings going but uh, you think I'm going to play Final Fantasy XIV and then grind my way into MMO Paradise? Nope. Nope. But, Joe, but, but, but it's Monster Hunter. I know it's Monster Hunter. I haven't, I haven't completed the world yet. So, <laughs> so you know, pull on my heartstrings. But uh, Final, Final Fantasy XIV, I actually think would be a good game. But I think if I was going to play that, I would not play anything else. I would yeah, just play XIV and that's it. So. That's true. I know it's just, it's just a huge time sink, and I don't have time for that. It would actually make sense for me because I would save money. I would save money. I wouldn't be buying any other games beside it. But uh, hey, you know, even though it might be the best hamburger in the world, it's still just a hamburger. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. an MMO hamburger at that. But uh, an MMO hamburger. On that, uh, Dragon Quest Eleven trailer shown uh, day one, day one, day one, day one. Guess what? Day one. I went after I saw it was showing because uh, I've been waiting for them to finally drop the collector's edition on there. Of course, it's only available at the Square Enix store, so it's not only it's 150 bucks I have to pay another two twenty dollars for shipping and then tax on top. So. Uh, day one, though, for me on that. I'm a big Dragon Quest fan. Can't wait on there. Any thoughts, you guys? This might be my first Dragon Quest. Um, I, I've seen some of the gameplay on it. And even though it's kind, it, it, it's still, it's turn-based, which is not my, not my jam. Uh, I keep hearing so many good things about the Dragon Quest series as a whole. I think I'll, I'll probably try it out. I'm definitely going to be getting it day one. I have wanted a tried and true RPG for a very long time, and I'm going to support. Cannot wait. Kevin, uh, are you going to buy it on PC or are you going to buy it on PS4? I'll probably buy it on PlayStation. Gotcha. It's curious to see because I don't know how super the greatest mode is going to be on uh, That on graphic PC. art style, I don't think 
really, you know, there'll, there'll probably be some some frame rate improvements and maybe some pop in improvements or whatever. But that graphic style really, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'd be. It's not going. I don't think it's going to be night and day. Gotcha. As far as presentation on the PC as opposed to console. All right. And another Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer, of course. Another sh- uh, section of the game was shown uh, during the Square Enix conference, of course. Uh, Just Cause 4 was uh, shown again as well. F- uh, it was debuted at the Microsoft press conference. Uh, Just Cause 4, I've been a fan of the series in the past, but um, probably not day one after what happened with Just Cause 3 with the whole performance issues. Mm-hmm. On I know that they have a new engine, supposedly, and we'll see. Yet again, coming out like uh, early December, just like the first, uh, like the last Just Cause. So we'll have to see whether, you know, they come in super hot and where it's going to be buggy as all get out on there. Um, but uh, in the meantime, I'll, you know, circle back to Just Cause 3, see how that uh, kind of shaped up after updates that were done with that. So any thoughts on Just Cause at all, you guys? Um just cause if if the performance issues like you mentioned are ironed out definitely play it um i had it on pc and i had problems with it there too i have Uh, never i've only played it at your house joe and and i i have it because i guess it was a free game um on ps yeah on ps4 or yeah so i have no idea what's going on with the game i mean i'll i'll try it if i get it i'll probably play it on pc Okay. That yeah. seemed to be where they focus their fixes. <laughs> Avalanche, yeah. Well, they don't have to go through the whole um, certification process. So, mm-hmm. and then last but not least, there was a couple of new games shown at the Square Enix conference. Uh, Babylon's Fall, which was a nice trailer on that. Looked like I have a little medieval bent, but that's the latest game from Platinum on there. So, but uh, not. I don't think any gameplay was shown. On there, just a kind of just an opening statement as far as what the game is, and you know, talking about the the historical uh, aspects of it as far as the timeline in the game on there. So, any thoughts, you guys, on the Babylon's Fall reveal? Um, pretty much, it's platinum. I'm interested. Yeah, to see you what, say platinum, and I'm, yeah. I'm you got my you got my interest, especially agree. since it's a medieval. It looks like it looks like a, definitely not a modern day game of any sort, you know. So exactly, and that's why I was kind of like, "What is this?" Like, a new IP and sponsored by Square Enix. Uh, two thumbs up to them for uh, you know taking a risk or two on there, bring this yeah. out, and then. Mm-hmm. Of course, we don't know anything about the next game that was shown, but the game called The Quiet Man was shown, and it looks like that this uh, character was deaf and was coming up, and it looks like it's a combination of FMV with uh, some melee combat, uh, not unlike the Yakuza series on there, and so I'm definitely interested. They know they said they're going to show more in August, which is uh, Gamescom time on there. Uh, any thoughts that you happen to see the uh, short gameplay demo of that game yeah and i was like okay you know i i, I was intrigued yeah you know beat-em-ups is my favorite genre so if <laughs> you give me a good good tool set to work with uh and, and you know some really good gameplay then yeah I, i'm really i want to see what it's about yeah <laughs> better than them doing the bouncer too right yeah, wait. You know what? I, I was about to say. 
I the bouncer was bad, but I didn't think it was that bad. It's been so long since I played it, I don't remember what happened, but I did finish that game. And I didn't think it was I didn't think it was that bad as but it was bad. I ain't saying it was a good game. Oh, I know. <laughs> but it wasn't as bad as folks were saying. Man, I I, I kind of miss those brawlers back like maybe 10, 15 years ago on the original Xbox and PS2 that were brought out. And, like, you know, even those ones that you know, had that urban edge, just like GTA or something like that. Where, that urban know. edge? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a good, a good beat em up. That's a great genre right, right, there. right there. Urban edge. Well, I remember Urban Rain for the PS2 from Namco. And, man, I loved that game. And that plus Spike Out on the original Xbox, man. Uh, you know, someone should just come up with a uh, like a multiplayer online brawler of some sort. You know, where you're taking on like you know, competing gangs or something like that. I think you know, I would love to see that. So, but uh, that ends the Square Enix coverage, of course. Uh, but that's what they're showing at that. Uh, you know, a lot of people were kind of poo-pooing the showing, but I think it's good that they've got those new announcements out there. I believe if either of the console manufacturers really wanted to, they would have unveiled those games up on their stage on there, you know, so we'll have to see any grades on uh, square Enix or Bethesda. I know we didn't grade Bethesda. So uh, Bethesda is a C plus only because of rage two. It, it would probably be a D minus if rage two wasn't there. Um, Square Enix. Um, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a B plus. Um, they 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 had some. I I they had some content that I'm I'm very I'm intrigued about. Yeah. It didn't show a whole lot of game any gameplay. I'm intrigued with what they presented. So I definitely want to know more. Yeah, uh, for me, Bethesda is a good B minus. I think uh, Rage Two is awesome, but everything else, I'm Doom Eternal, of course. But you know, other than that, it's like uh, kind of lukewarm on there. And then uh, Square Enix is a good solid B plus in my opinion because new IP is good, new games are good. It's nothing with like a two, three, four, five, six behind it. So mm-hmm. on there, you know, I'll have to see them taking some chances at least. Desmond, any grades on Bethesda or Square Enix? I give them both a B. Just a solid gotcha. B on both of them. Only because there was nothing that really, really made me, you know, take like jump up and jump up and for joy, you know. I'm always interested yeah. in new IPs, like you said. I definitely agree with you. So Yeah. All right. Let's cover Ubisoft real quick. Uh, Ubisoft uh, happened. And basically what they did with this press conference is just kind of reiterate the stuff that they announced last year for the most part on there. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil, the trailer looked good. I don't know as far as any execution as far as gameplay. Um, I know some people were throwing shade on the whole um, initiative that they have that you could actually create uh, content for the game, you know, because basically you get your name out there and you know basically work for free and you know <laughs> all that stuff so you know whether good bad and different i mean i'm looking forward to the game i love the motif and the character design and what they're doing with it but uh hopefully this whole initiative to have them create special content for the game is not going to get uh, uh everything twisted on there and we'll see what happens with all that so on that, any opinion, guys, on Beyond Good and Evil Two? Any of the coverage? I just want to yeah. see it. Like, I want to play it. Mm-hmm. I never, I never really got into the to the first one, and 
what I've seen in the second one looks really fun. So, yes, let's bring it on. Yeah, it's almost like a new IP when you really think about because they just took this IP from way back when and kind of brought it back. So, so for sure. Yeah, I played and finished the first game. It was so long ago, I don't remember anything that happened in it. Uh, but Backwards definitely... compatible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but definitely want to see where this is going. Um, see some gameplay and see what's going on there. Okay. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege was covered. All three of us are not interested nope. in that game. So, so it's a hard pass. Next. Yes. Uh, Division 2 was uh, also shown on stage. Thankfully, no uh, live demo of uh, people playing, uh, just like on the Microsoft press conference stage on there. Biggest thing that they announced is all of the expansions for the game will be free, uh, no pay- season pass, and that they're going to have raids in the game as well for people that do enjoy that type of content. We'll have to see as far as how raids differ with this game versus Destiny, if it's going to just be a whole lot of uh, mousetrap con- contraptions as far as the shooter <laughs> gameplay on that, because that's how I equate the Destiny Destiny 2 raids to be. It's just like, you know, just the uh, overly convoluted, uh, you know, set pieces on there. Yep. So, any thoughts on Division 2, the fact that all the DLC is free? I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it too. I already know Redbox. I know Kevin. So. Redbox. <laughs> All right. Trails Rising was shown. Uh, never had an interest in the Trail series, but hey, it's uh, one of the games that's uh, free this month on PSN uh, for PS Plus. So maybe we'll get some interest in it after playing that. Any thoughts, you guys, on the Trails Rising trailer and footage that was shown? Yeah, nothing to say about it either. I mean, all the physicality of these guys wrecking their bikes and all the thing looks funny, looks interesting, but eh. I uh, played the first one, and it was fun for a while, but then it just got, it's like, oh, my gosh, no. <laughs> yeah. So I, I expect this to be more of the same. Right. Mario's and Rabbids uh, Kingdom Battle, the Donkey Kong DLC was shown, including uh, some uh, music motif on stage, which, you know, wasn't Wii Music bad, but at the same time, performers were doing what they were doing on that. Um, I don't really care about Mario and Rabbids, even though it's supposed to be a good uh, RTS uh, XCOM style console game. Any thoughts, you guys, on this at all? Do not care. Do not want. Well, I just wish, like, I want to play the game because, like you said, it's supposed to be really good. And I got rave reviews, but I just, so expensive. Eesh. It, it's been on sale. It's been on sale, like, a couple times in the last couple yeah, months. You can help maximize my dollar, Mr. Funk. <laughs> it was like 25 bucks at Target and also at Best Buy. They well, had it. That's not helping me now, sir. I know. I know. <laughs> if you go to GameStop, it's still. Fifty four ninety nine used, so no, it's like well, well, we'll have to see you next time they maybe drop the price on there, maybe to get people to buy this Donkey Kong DLC. But from what I saw, I mean, it's something I maybe want to get to on my Switch once I turn it on for once. So on that, so then also they showed the latest Skull and Bones coverage on there. I didn't get a chance to watch this too closely because at the time I was busy doing something, breaking down my game room at the time. So. Uh, Kevin, can you give us a little bit more of what they showed during that gameplay demonstration? There's a lot of, uh, I know, narration over talking about this group doing this and this group doing that. So, Yes, it's basically what Sea of Thieves should have been. Um, and 
taking the best parts of of Assassin's Creed Black Flag uh, as far as the ship combat, and that's what the game is about. Um, now, I, I know I just went on this multiplayer tirade, but <laughs> I'm actually I actually want to play this game. I've been wanting to play this game since they talked about it last year. Um, so basically, it's one of those you go out in the open seas and it's kind of kill or be killed. Um, you know, you're pirates, so you see another ship, you know, don't start none, won't be none. But if you start some, then there's going to be some trouble. But I know that going in and it's part of the game and it's it's definitely a versus type deal. But what also happens is... You're going to have these uh, heavily armored, heavily uh, weaponed ships that are going to come, and they call there's a there's a term for it. I can't remember what that term is. And you can ask some online players on your server to join you in an attack on that ship, and it plays just like Black Fl- the battles the the ship battles in Black Flag, very action based, very very uh, frantic quick and once you take out that ship uh then it turns back to go for what you know because the people that just helped you might just start blowing you apart because they want to take all the treasure for themselves so i'm all in for 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 uh see it but see a thieves <laughs> uh, uh, Xbox Game Pass. <laughs> for skull and bones um I'm, that's day one for sure I'm I'm sorry. Like I, I just never really got into the the like pirate genre. Just, just never was a fan of it. I don't know, I don't know what it is. You know, I just I just don't know. But but yeah, I'm sure it'll be fun. Uh, I signed for the beta last year and I signed up again this year. So <laughs> I'll definitely give it a shot because I'm willing to try new things. So. All right, and then also they showed uh, For Honor's Matching Fire update on there. So, you know, I think most of us don't care about For Honor. Uh, I did buy the game. I do want to play it. I want to give it the game more of a shot because it reminds me of a multiplayer Dynasty Warriors game in a, in a way. Uh, you know, any thoughts you guys on For Honor? Or are you just a hard pass after what you've seen? I'm good. I have, no, I have no desire to play that game. And I hear the community is kind of toxic as hell, so it's like, okay, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I don't need none of that. Gotcha. And I All played right. it. I played it at one of the PSXs, and it really didn't do much for me then. And then Starlink Battle for Atlas was shown, and of course uh, they have a Star Fox cameo in the game, which uh, then brought Miyamoto on stage. Just give us Star Fox. Yes. Tell we'll me. Talk, about it. We'll talk about that more in the Nintendo coverage on there. So. But uh, you know, Starlink looks like a uh, year too late a uh, Toys to Life game <laughs> featuring uh, you know ships. Uh, we'll have to see how well it does after going and witnessing the uh, bare bones of Toys R Us and all the Skyliner vehicles on sale for like two cents each or whatever they were selling them for on there. You know, Toys to Life kind of suffered a uh, um, very undignified death on there. It's just uh, Activision and their quest to uh, flood the market with the plastic trinkets <laughs> on there. So. Which unfortunately killed good Toys of Life games like Lego Dimensions, of course. So, but, uh, 
Yeah. I'm I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the odd man out on this one. The combat looked kind of sort of interesting, and if my little nephew wants to get in it, I'll be all in. Uh, I, and just if just to to play with him because uh, his birthday is coming up, and he'll most likely be getting a switch for his birthday. So if if I'm gonna run this by him, and if he's intrigued by it, then I'll I'll get a copy for myself. For whatever reason, the combat that they showed looked kind of sort of interesting in a very simplistic, uh, very generic way. I, I really can't put my finger on it as to why it kind of struck a chord with me, but it did. So we'll we'll, we'll it, it's up to it's up to EJ see what he said. All right, and then last but not least, uh, they showed uh, surprise, surprise, the latest Assassin's Creed game, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It's been in development for three years, and so they kind of mentioned, uh, I think afterwards when they were talking about the game at the show, why uh, after Origins skipped a year that they skipped a year to bring Origins out, why they're uh, bringing out a new game. Of, you know, this is the same team that worked on Syndicate. Uh, Ubisoft Montreal, and they've been working on this thing for three years, of course, on here. A lot of uh, RPG elements that are kind of pushing forward in the Assassin's Creed universe, including uh, um, dialogue choices, of course, on there, and then be able to play either a male or female protagonist as well. Uh, Coverage I saw, and also ship battles, too, so keep that in mind. First appearance of ship battles in the Assassin's Creed game since Black Flag and Rogue on that so from what i saw it's definitely interesting definitely something that i would want to play whether my assassin's creed backlog will let me play <laughs> this or buy this day one i mean i have barely touched origins at all on there and there's other games in the assassin's creed series there's so much games in the series on there that i could circle back to and play and i haven't played and so any thoughts you guys on odyssey is it a day one confirmed or is it something where uh, there's too much assassins uh, opportunity to play other Assassin's Creed titles in the in the in the series. That this is something that you might circle back to once it's like 15 bucks <laughs> sometime in 2019. <laughs> I have no, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, with the dialogue choices, does it make it more of an akin of a game like Mass Effect? In your opinion, Desmond? Uh, maybe. I mean, I just. I, I mean, I probably I was gonna start with Origins, but I, it just kind of slipped through the cracks. So, <laughs> well, good good to know that you can probably pick it up uh, probably pretty cheap. I, I can, can't I? Yes, you can even <laughs> hell they have a Assassin's Creed Origins at my library, my local library. Wow! Oh my god, that's amazing. I, yeah, I I haven't finished, I haven't started Origins. Not finished. I haven't even started the dang game. Um, and Assassin's Creed is my favorite adventure series, so I really liked what they showed with Odyssey. Um, I th- I like what they're doing with that with that spear uh, because what the one thing that that Assassin's Creed has always kind of hinted at is this you know this uh, you know the, this apple you know that has supposed to have these powers, but in this one. Where you have uh, 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 what is his name and uh, the dude from Three Hundred, uh, that king, the Spartan king, uh, I can't supposedly, his name. yeah. So uh, Linnaeus or Linnaeus, whatever his name is, uh, has this uh, 
spear that has some certain supernatural abilities, it's neat to be able to interact with this, uh, you know, these this exotic tool that is giving this person, you know, some heightened abilities. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how how you can uh, draw out that skill tree using that spear and the combat that I saw looked really good. Uh, so I'm going to be, I'm going to be there. I don't know if it's going to be day one. I'm going to try and get through origins, but, um, I'm very much impressed with what I saw with Odyssey for sure. Yeah. I, I was impressed with what I saw too. And, uh, this might be a black Friday vulture deal where I'm just going to swap <laughs> there you the go. best, <laughs> best deal I could get, especially if it comes out like in September, October, like I'm uh, suspecting it is. I'm not wean down and see what the actual release date is on this one. Or if they even nailed down a date, but uh, we'll have to take a look and see on there. We'll definitely be talking about this game later on. Let us know too if you're excited. So it's coming out on uh, October second. If you get the uh, limited edition, you can be able to play it three days early. Ooh, on there. So <laughs> on there, but it's normally coming out on October fifth. So it's coming out sooner than, sooner than we think. On there, so you know and. You know, it's just too much good stuff to play out there, unfortunately. So final grade for Ubisoft, you guys. I say B on there. I think they reiterated what they are doing with Division 2 and Assassin's Creed on there. Um, like Beyond Good and Evil, everything else, you know. Eh, you know, but at least they're supporting their games. So, mm-hmm. Kevin, any grade or thought? Uh, I'm going to give it a B. I'm going to give it a B plus. Because I really like what they, I really liked uh, Skull and Bones and Assassin's Creed. I was really impressed with those two titles. I get a and, solid B as well. I mean, I'm trying to see, I'm trying to expand you know, my horizons. Gotcha. All right, next console, the last console manufacturer that uh, covered, or not the last, the uh, second to last, PlayStation Monday. Six o'clock. Wonderful press conference. Eh? What a weird Not. time to do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's their time every year, actually. So, but Still, uh, it's weird. You know, to it's me, a weird, weird format. That's that's what it was. Weird, weird format. Even no, no pre-show, and they did the pre like little vignettes for five days leading up to the show on there. I, you know, to me. I don't know what's up with Sony, why they do not want to feature all their games up on stage. It's like, it's just ridiculous. They should have focused right. on VR. There's, they're saving it for, for, they have their own gaming thing. They just, I think, I honestly think they just do e, E3 because, because they need to. They need to be there to show something. No, it's just, I, I don't get the drip feed leading up to the um, media showcase. They they could have put Tetris Effect up on the main stage, for my opinion. They should have had this show formatted different in a way. They should have brought forth all the games that they've talked about on the stage and did their thing. But no, they have to try something different, which, you know, give it up to them. They started in a church-like setting in another building on there to show The Last of Us 2, which started with a tent. tent. Yeah, church tent. <laughs> it wasn't even a building. Was even- yeah. So, and then to see this guy play the banjo, and granted, he's a great performance on there, but, uh, you know, 
Um, I think in the past when they used an orchestra with the alongside a trailer playing at the same time, it was beneficial. But to just to see the dude come up on stage and play, you know, is this that not the weird. not night at the Opry over here or like a <laughs> Showtime at the Apollo or anything like that? You know, Showtime uh, at the Apollo. You need to stop. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I I just. You know, watch that guy perform. They showed the trailer. The trailer was, you know, quite violent. I don't think the crowd had any reaction afterwards after what happened on there. Uh, Granted, everything that they showed looked great for Last of Us 2 on that. Um, I love the fact that they got the motif and the tent to match the motif and the story sequence in the game. I get what they were trying to do on there. But, uh, again, like the format was weird. Are there any thoughts you guys on the beginning of the show, the formatting, Last of Us Two trailer? No, I thought it was fine. I thought I thought yeah. all their trailers were fine. And yeah, I, I I thought the Last of Us was was good. You know, I I played the first one for for quite a while and didn't finish it. I heard yeah. it was like the the game it was, it was an amazing experience, but I just just didn't just didn't finish it. <laughs> yeah. And then also, I mean, after the last of us two, I mean, Kevin, what's your thoughts on last of us two? And then the whole, uh, it's day one It's day one. No question. I so about- finished. I finished the first game. Thoroughly enjoyed it. it it's day one for sure. Uh, what about the whole banjo man and the whole beginning of the show? It, being- you know what? <laughs> uh, I've heard a couple other people talk about this on their own shows and I'm in, kind of inclined to agree i'm beginning to think sony just really doesn't care about e3 all that much i mean i'm telling you yes they they didn't even go through the trouble of renting a hall renting a a a, a floor space they just they just threw up a tent threw up some lights and 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 had people play musical chairs i don't think sony i honestly think that uh, Paris Games Week and PSX are there are going to be their primary shows for the year. I think they're trying to move to that, and I think just like just like what 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 you, what you said earlier, Des. I think they're only there because E3 is just important enough. Whereas, where if Sony didn't show up. They catch all kinds of flack. Yeah, people would lose their minds if they did. They would lose their minds. What do you mean you're not coming? I think as soon as E3's heat level goes down, it's going down because you can you know that because the people that run it are scram are throwing everything at the wall to try and keep this event relevant. As soon as the heat goes down enough, where Sony feels that they can that that, that they can low key get away without going. They're gone. They're, they're they're gone. And and these the, this show in particular was was them saying we only here because we need to be. <laughs> I agree. I don't know. I, I've missed this press conferences from years past. Like for them to come up with you know indie hit after indie hit, uh, uh, be hitting all cylinders as far as you know. Hell, the Shenmue three, Final Fantasy seven, and uh, what was the other game? <laughs> the heavy hitters. 
on that. Uh, I think, but, only- but again, E3 was more important back then. I know, and he and, and Sony was doing this hard push of trying to build a case for why people went out and bought a PS4 to begin with. I know. So, so they kind of sort of needed E3. They need to be there. And PS, I don't think PS, did PSX was, was that a thing back then? I don't think if it was, you know, it, it, it was brand new. It, yes. it, was, it was still cut fairly brand new. So, but it's a different time now. And, and Sony is like, eh. it, it, it's like, it's like doing your homework for a kid doing their homework. It, they don't really, if they could get away without doing it, they wouldn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, after the last of two, last of us two demo, then they had the course of PlayStation Blogcast crew, Sid Schumann, you know Ryan Clements out there, kind of flubbering around and waiting for the people to Musical move from. Musical chairs to go through. Yeah, yeah. Of course, <laughs> you know they showed a few things. Uh, they showed the Destiny two trailer where Cade six died. Of course, I think that was a surprise to people out there on there just to see that trailer see the prince come back mm-hmm. you know the, the queen's brother on their wrecking shop so i'll have to see about destiny forsaken of course that's when they announced that call of duty black ops 3 was free for playstation plus members download now on there mm-hmm. <laughs> along with the call of duty 4 trailer announcing the dlc package on there, but you could kind of see them kind of flubbering and trying to figure their way through until they're able to get back up on stage and for the next vignette, of course. Uh, yet again, they brought uh, you know the master of the pan flute, Zam- Zamfir, up on stage to blow on his windpipe for awesome three to four freaking minutes on there until they showed the Ghost of Tsushima trailer on there. And, and granted, it was a nice motif. But more filler, no killer on this for Sony. On this, they they killed it with the trailer. But and then to me, it's like, okay, give me the meat. Come on, uh, the, the uh, guys playing the instruments is like the uh, the proverbial uh, garnish on the plate. It's the uh, what would you call that back in the day? The little green garnish that they throw on a plate. Yeah, parsley. A parsley. Parsley. Yes. Parsley. <laughs> Damn. Parsley. And nobody over. eats. Yes, the parsley of the E3 press conference right there. Some guy up there doing performance art to lead up to their uh, gameplay trailer. I, I was very impressed with uh, Ghost of Tsushima trailer on there. I know that they uh, said that Sucker Punch said that was a side mission in the game. It wasn't a main story mission on there. I'm still curious to see how the gameplay actually works because they almost work like quick time events in me. It's just like I want to see how you're able to control and do the things that you do. On there, uh, after seeing that, I just I'm crying out for a new Onimusha. Capcom needs to take care of business and get that out too. But uh, any thoughts, you guys, on Ghost of Tsushima or the pan flute? Well, I have no, up? I have no comment on the pan flute. They, I'm fine with the pan flute. That was mm, good. But uh, Ghost of Tsushima looked amazing. I was oh, like, it, wow. It, uh, yeah. I really was like, let's do this. <laughs> I really enjoyed the hell out of that. Uh, out of that that demo and and how it looked and like i was looking because like i like games i like games like like arkham where they have that hit wide you can and you can parry like i like that fluid combat system and which was carried over into mad max which i thought was fantastic and then if it's something like that where you can actually parry and then and then 
and then move into another move and 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 combat is seamless ah i, I just think it can be like amazing i don't know i i was very and i like like i love you know japanese uh you know culture and just everything about it just just looked great so i'm just like i'm 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 there for it like I'm, let's do this full on loved it game of the show on any stage straight up uh the combat, I noticed a couple of things. One is that you're going. To, looks like you're going to be able to change your stances. Yeah, I, uh, I really appreciate that. So that shows me that there's going to be some depth. Uh, number two, with I didn't get the sense of a quick time event. I got the sense of I don't know if, for folks if you ever played Afro Samurai for the Xbox 360 or the PS3 from last gen. Kind of sort of a crappy game, but it had one unique uh, feature in which you could go into like almost like this Max Payne perspective when your meter built up and you could do things like dodge, uh, roll out of the way of enemies, completely change your your, your position and work your way through a crowd of enemies. And it was done in a really flashy way. That's what I kind of saw when we you know with so, some of those parries and some of those uh, dodges that he was doing. Like there was this this um, impression that this guy is just really good is a really good swordsman, and he's fighting against skilled warriors himself. And there's going to be some points where whatever you do to activate that. I didn't pick up where it's like a button press necessarily. I kind of got the it, uh, the sense that it is the result of some type of defensive motion that you do. Okay. Whether it's a parry, whether it's a last frame dodge, um, that's where I get that's what I, what 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 I get the sense of. It did it didn't it didn't it didn't speak a uh, quick time event to me and of course none of us have played it so maybe it was a quick time but i'm just saying that the visual presentation to me was skill based as opposed to you know simon based hit this button to do this hit this button to do that uh and um afro samurai that that combat skill is is what kind of came to my mind when i when i saw when i saw that game in action but man I I can't I can't wait I can't wait to play that game. You know, I I I cannot wait to play. And I have said that God of War I thought was the game of this generation. I don't know. <laughs> Good thing it's coming out for next generation. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. And this might be one of those cross-gen games, but all I know is that that was the best that and Sekiro were the best games that I saw on that stage. On any stage, by on any on anybody's show, so I, I'm I'm going to be there day one. I'm going to be standing in front of Best Buy before they open. <laughs> there you go. I'm definitely interested in the game too. I mean, I love the fact that there will be Japanese uh, voiceover in the game as well. So they did uh, state that they did have that feature in the game as well. So day one for sure on there. So. Uh, also shown at the Sony press conference, of course, uh, they did have some trailers between that using some uh, vignettes from Dreams that they created for the show. And 
they showed off uh, quite a few games. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, uh, of course, had the whole... This time, this trailer had the pirate, the Pirates of the Caribbean, speaking of pirates again, uh, on there. Some ship-to-ship battles, of course, in Kingdom Hearts 3 and uh, PlayStation 4 Pro. Kingdom Hearts Edition was announced along with a exclusive game bundle, which you could get all the games in the Kingdom Hearts series along with three in a bundle for your PlayStation 4. So just in case if you need to play from the beginning on there. Um, uh, the new game from Remedy Control was shown, and that trailer was pretty damn trippy on there. So it uh, looked like a lot like Quantum Break 2, uh, kind of the same similar themes. Of course, any thoughts you guys on Control at all? It was definitely a surprise. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm interested. It it looks like you know maybe Quantum Break done correctly. Yeah. I, I, and I think the, the the thing with Quantum Break was I, I didn't need to see that TV show. I, I don't need a TV show. So as long as they keep all that stuff in game, and with the with the focus being the action, uh, then I'm then I'm in. Uh, there was an interview on uh, uh, Giant Bomb, uh, the uh, creative one of the creative director. The writing creative director, I think her name is. She's only been with the company for like two years. No, they, they've been working on the game for over two years, but I think that she's only been w- with the company for a year. I might be getting that wrong. But she was saying that the weapon, the handgun that that woman was using is an ancient artifact that changes its appearance to because it's, it's, it's uh, I guess, its natural form would not be a human mind couldn't comprehend it. I think they got that idea from a comic book. Uh, this is something in the Marvel universe. I think does a similar thing, and it takes it takes the shape of a handgun. At so, but it can only be used by the uh, administrator. The administrator. I think that's what they called that character. And her role, basically, this building is kind of like the supernatural warehouse that the government puts all the stuff that they come across to keep it out of, you know, nefarious hands and something goes terribly wrong. And this woman as the current director of this government, this governmental body has access to this gun and she needs to use that to uh, wrest control of the facility back from this uh, uh, invading force called Hiss. Uh, which kind of put me in the in the in the mindset of Cobra. <laughs> so, so, well, all right, but then. yeah, it's it it, it's, it seemed it, it it sounds very interesting. Kind of, I got a psyops vibe from it too. So, and I thoroughly enjoyed psyops back in the day. That's that midway, uh, you know, motion capture and that motion capture with the whole physics mm-hmm. joint on there, mm-hmm. where companies were first first playing with physics and to see what things can do in the environment. But uh, definitely uh, thought that was a good, good get for Sony on that uh, conference. Of course, uh, resident evil two was shown yeah. Capcom, and that looked thing looked pretty phenomenal. Kind of bummed that there's no uh, VR mode for it. Maybe that's something they'll announce in the future, but this game is not exclusive for the PlayStation platform. It is going to be on uh, both PC and Xbox one as well on there but from what they showed i think they did a good reimagining of the original game and you could probably say that out of the first three games probably resident evil 2 is the best out of the first trilogy 
on that as far as even back in the day. So I'm kind of looking forward to getting their modern take with the elements from four and seven uh, mm. with this uh, Resident Evil two remake on there. Um, enthusiastic Kevin, I'm assuming. Yep. Day one. How about you, Des? No, it's a pass for me. Not a fan gotcha. of Resident Evil, but gotcha. have fun. <laughs> Yeah, another couple surprises uh, before the you know the big last two temples. Uh, Neo Two was announced on stage. Wasn't expecting that. No one knew. You know, a lot of people were saying Bloodborne Two, Bloodborne Two, Bloodborne Two till you know they're blue in the face. But nope, we got a sequel to Neo instead on there. So we'll have to see how everything kind of plays out with that and see you know what they could reiterate on the previous game on there with the Ninja Souls like aspects of it uh i'll definitely keep an eye out for it um i don't know how you guys feel about neo the first game at all i just bought it for 15 dollars, so i'm going to play it and i'll see i'll let you know <laughs> i haven't played it i haven't played enough of it to really have an opinion on it it seems fun it's challenging as all get out um but I, I have not given it enough time to really have an opinion of the game but it it, it what little I played of it, it was fun. It's hard, but uh, it's fun. Yeah. And then, you know, my opinion, I'm going to take a wait and see. I own Neo. I own the season pass. And so I definitely want to get it out of the box and be able to fire it up on there. Uh, we'll see how quickly Neo 2 comes out. I don't think it's 2017, but I could be wrong. You know, Tecmo Koei and Team Ninja um you know they're quite prolific in their uh, production at least so mm-hmm. on there so we'll have to see what happens on that um also a game trover saves the universe was shown yet again another game from the creators of rick and morty coming out for the playstation platform seems like they got a nice exclusive deal going on with the those guys on there that game looked pretty interesting i think it looked fun on there, and it's a PlayStation VR enabled, not exclusive for VR. So there'll be, you know, gameplay elements uh, for others to experience as well. Any thoughts about Trover at all, you guys? Mm, yeah, yeah, that's probably going to be a pass for me. Yeah, like me. Yeah, uh, you, you mentioned platformer. I'm down, so we'll have to see. We'll see what the impressions are. And then, of course, uh, last couple of games, the other tentpole games, Death Stranding from Hideo Kojima, the next trailer in that wonderful... It's just weird. And I still don't know what's going on. It is just on. weird. Uh, <laughs> and I know that they were supposed to show gameplay this time. There was gameplay elements with... Uh, the protagonist climbing, you know, a mountain, very cinematic-like, of course, because that's where, how Kojima kind of did what they did on there uh, with... Uh, God, I'm trying to remember the name of the actor from The Walking Dead. Oh, on there. Um, God, I, it's on the tip of my tongue. Revis? Yeah. Oh, Norm, Norman Revis? Yeah, Reedus. Norman Norman Reedus. Reedus. Yes. The same guy that was in uh, what... Uh, the Walking Dead. And he was in yeah. uh, The Boondock Saints, too. Yeah, there you go. One of his first movies. Yeah, on there. So, still, you know, I enjoyed what I've seen. I mean, the graphical engine for Death Stranding is outstanding, of course. I still want to see what the gameplay is. I have no idea what's going on. And, of course, uh, Lindsay Wagner was at the end of the trailer. (laughs) So, uh, Bionic Woman herself. uh, What is going on? (laughs) Exactly. Came out in 1977. 
I was watching some of the Jeff Keighley stuff afterwards, and she was approached by Kojima, and it's like, you know, Kojima's kind of approaching Death Stranding like it's his like last game, like he's going to be on his deathbed or something on here, because they're going to like take that Sony money, and it's just like, okay, I'm a, he's finally free from Metal Gear Solid and Konami's shackles, you know, so... I think he's, he's just he's just going balls out. He's just he's just saying, okay, it's like you know, it's it's like letting a master chef like let loose in in the pantry and, and having them go at it after being forced to make like you know beef stew all, you know, because this beef stew was outstanding. You know, be able to have to crank out more uh, variations of beef stew for <laughs> <laughs> this, that, and the other thing, you know. So, you know, I'm glad that Kojima's getting a chance to be creative, but we're still kind of at a, at a loss as far as what his creativity is going to bring in the final product, and hopefully it's just not another bowl of beef stew. <laughs> yeah, you turn it on and his snake, his snake comes out. Yeah. He's at Shadow Moses. <laughs> And you just hear this word psych. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I, yeah. I I have no idea what this game is about. I'm in as long as it's not stealth heavy, and that's really all I have to say. I don't even know what's going on with it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know either. But as long as it's not stealth or nothing, I just. <laughs> If it's not uh, still heavy, uh, I'm cool. I don't know. Don't to me, that Kojima knows shit. what's going on. He's just like, you know what? Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna make some trippy ass game. I'm Kojima. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I know when he was trying to sell Lindsay Wagner, he was saying uh, about the the whole game is that she actually had a, a meeting with him and he explained entirely what the game was and what it meant. And, uh, you know, obviously there's people in the know. It's just <laughs> extracting those meanings so that everyone else in this free world will actually know what's going on. I mean, looking at that baby in his, his stomach as far as in his, his spacesuit, it, it kind of looked like a big old ham hock to me. It's like, <laughs> 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 it's like a, <laughs> sorry, that that's you, you, Joe, stop it. <laughs> like a big old ham hock. <laughs> I'm just. I just just see you, Joe, sitting there watching this chair talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Could you Magami now? Lord. Last but not least, though, you know, um, Insomniac Spider Man was shown on there. Game with all of the... the show for me. <laughs> Game it's of right the... up there. Sorry, it's right I, up there. I am a Spider Man fan. Does whatever a spider can, I am down 100%. Yes. I'm, a, I'm actually, I mean, even though I like what I saw on there and I think it's going to be an excellent game, it might be a, to, to me, it's like, okay, this is going to be a single player game. This is going to sell through the roof. So, guess what? On a single player game with no extended um, games as a service content, I'm going to find. Uh, a readily available used copies at a local GameStop, maybe through two to three months after it releases. So I might take a wait and see on this, just given my backlog and given the fact that it's your, loose, your, your frugal nature. Yes, I totally. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I still thought it looked excellent from what was shown. Looks great. Me, so, the yeah. level design, how Spider-Man moves. It has that. It has that. It looks like they're using his spider sense as as how Batman would do the blocks. It looks like his spider sense is going to be, you know, 
his spider sense where when his head when when the tingling happens is going to be your scene your your prompt to to dodge or to parry or to do whatever you need to do the the game looks smooth it looks fun he's actually swinging around to see to see the um the sinister six you know there just or, or a couple of the sinister, sinister sticks six looked great i am just full on about that that game looked great 100 mm. percent i loved it loved it loved it loved it cannot wait collect collector's edition or hails and no, depends on what the collector's bucks. edition offers i think it's already sold out so sorry well, to even mention well, it thanks. <laughs> it's 150 bucks though so mm, that's, like, a lot. They, <laughs> that's that a is lot. a lot that's a lot <laughs> I know Europe is getting a like a like a twenty dollar above normal retail with a steel book, and it's like, oh god, I wish they would have brought that out here, but we'll see. The game looks good. The game looks good. I am so down for that game. Anything, Kevin, about Spider Man? I know they showed it after the Sony presser too, with some gameplay elements that was selling people on it as well. So, yeah, I'm there day one. It's it was right up for me. It was right up there with the. Ghost of Tsushima, um, definitely. That's day one, and, and I, I watched that gameplay presentation they did after the show. Everything that they showed on that stage, you can do in the game. Yep. And and it, it day one, day one. I looked. No um, I looked. I watched that trailer twice. You know, I just had to. I just had to look at it again. I still don't like that costume with the white spider on his chest. Just, but the gameplay, that that gameplay sold me, and I'm going to I was I'm going to buy it. And I know that later you can get other costumes for him, so you can put him in the black costume, you can put him in the iron spider costume. Can't wait, 100. I'm, I'm just I'm doing it. All right, my grade uh, overall PlayStation one hour. Plus press conference, uh, games that they showed, the content, solid A for the content. Presentation and the structure of the press conference, a, a solid D minus. Wow. Uh, ridiculous. Ridiculous. Wow. Don't be standing for dandy. No, it's like it's, so uh, take Joe the banjo. Not, Joe does take, not take, like banjos. <laughs> Take the banjo guy and the pan flute man, Yanni the pan flute man, <laughs> Zamfir. Wow. Sorry, Zamfir, master of the pan flute, as seen on TV. Take that, take that shit out, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you, you have me and the media molecule working on dreams for years and years and years. Any any gameplay on on the. Press conference on the media showcase? No. You know, your little vignettes are great, but hey, why don't you focus on the damn creators that are creating these games that no. you're not even given the time of day to show up on stage, for God's sake. And no. All these... No? More pan flute. More pan flute. <laughs> <laughs> this is so silly. The whole, the whole, that whole thing was just silly. Uh, yeah, the the mm. way they need a structure. I care about E three. I mean, it, 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 if this show wasn't a clues to that, I, I don't know what else they can do aside besides next I, I, time I, not show up. What's what's they next year? They're, 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 they're going to show. They're going to do the press conference right from the beach. 
on there, you know, they're gonna have a luau or some shit. Hey, you know, see Sean with a with a mai tai. Say, hey, we got yeah. some stuff to show you. Peace. Yeah, yeah. James, here you go. So you know, come on, give me a break. I mean, they could have done what Microsoft did and and basically grab some of those games that they didn't have time to show and, and basically bang out a A plus conference on there. But with the structure that they left it with, is pretty much you know, it's like amateur man amateur so that's what pissed me off because you know sony has the games sony still has the games and all the games that microsoft shown they could easily have pl- plucked a couple of games from there and had a real banger basically it's just a missed opportunity in my opinion as far as just the structure the games that they showed still lights out of course so yeah um uh, for me i'm i'm gonna give it a two two score um I'm not going to be quite as harsh as you are. I'm going to give it a D instead of a D minus. I'm going to give it a D for the presentation, but I'm going to give it an A plus for the games because, and again, here's the thing. And I, and I heard some other podcasts kind of describe it and I, and I, and I, I have to give them kudos on it. They, they did it in a, in a, in a far more vulgar way, but, <laughs> but it was still funny as hell. Uh, Basically, Microsoft was the, if you want to put it, put it in, in this, in, 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 give it this example. Uh, basically, Microsoft paid for the banquet, but didn't get a chance to eat. And what I mean by that is they showed off all the games that Sony didn't have to, because most people know that just about all the games that they showed are going to be multi-plat. So it's, it's, it, in a way, it's like, okay, hey, thanks for doing our job for us. Pretty much. Um, the but And Sony also showed why a good reason why they are in the lead that they are in is because they have invested in their first-party titles, in their first-party studios, they have given them time, sometimes to a fault, i.e. Last Guardian. But they give these studios time to develop the game into the vision that they see fit. And they co-sign that and they take risk after risk after risk after risk. Some of it doesn't pay off. And then sometimes you get a God of War. And I Sony is just willing to roll the dice with the people that are under their umbrella. And I think this is a glaring difference between one company who is selling you services, at least for now, is selling you services and half-finished games and the best multiplats in the world, which they aren't because the best multiplats are on PC, but anyway. And the other company which is saying, okay, yeah, you can play those multiplats on our on our console, but you can't play this stuff anywhere else. And Sony is the only company, well, along with Nintendo, but Sony and Nintendo are the only two companies in the game right now that are still holding on to that traditional concept of a console. That is, a console is defined by its exclusive games from day one when the very first console rolled out that is how those systems were defined and i say kudos to them for sticking sticking to their guns and 
investing in in the talent and getting that stuff out. And y- y'all can call me a pony if you want to, but uh, I ain't on nobody's payroll. But if a company gives me what I want, then they're gonna get they're gonna get a little bit of praise from me. And right now, Sony is giving me what my, what I want. They're giving me games that I can't play anywhere else that are showcasing what that PlayStation can do. 1.8 teraflops or or 4.2 teraflops, you know, as opposed to the six, which we still haven't seen what that system can do yet. So, it, it it's night and day, you know. Yeah, night and- <clears throat> I agree. Um, I'll give the presentation a C. I actually like pan flutes and banjos, so. <laughs> <laughs> But they get an A. They get an A, a solid A for their for what they showed. Like I, they they had they had the games that I that, that I most wanted to play, and and Straight was up. excited for. Um, so uh, biggest biggest. So for me, so I know we're going into the. I know it's like almost been three hours. So thank you so much for 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 uh, staying with us for all this. But last thing for me, the biggest high for me for the whole E three when I was looking at it. With Spider Man, I just have I'm a huge comic book person, loved it to death. That was that was the game for me. The most disappointing thing, and I think you know what it is for me, was finding out that um, Cyberpunk 2077 is is a first person perspective. That really that that really you know that really uh, hit me kind of hard because I had a lot of hype for this game. Uh, uh, that does not mean that I'm not going to pick it up. Does not mean that my might, might not return. I just have to see gameplay and really feel it. That's what I'm feeling right now. I was trying to be honest with you, uh, Kev. What was your highest high and your lowest low for E3? Okay, I'm not going to give a highest high or lowest low. Really? Why not? No, no. I mean, I have one. I, I give, but but real quick, I'm going to give a not talked about and should have been talked about. Oh, there you go. That's even better. Yeah. Okay, so during the PC game show, there was this game called Man Eater that was showcased. It's by the people at uh, Tripwire Interactive. I, they do a Killing Floor. Okay. And Man Eater is the type of game that says Kevin all over it. You are a shark, and you evolve by eating people. Wow. And it is an open world RPG where you go about eating different fishermen to evolve to a bigger type of shark. And the more people you eat, the different people, the more different people you eat, the different species of shark that you turn into. I'm my guess is that the end game is you probably turn into a Meg and just eat everything. Um, and this game looks so freaking awesome. It, it is coming to so far. It's only been announced for steam they had some gameplay on the um, uh, PC uh, PC show floor. Show floor. They had the guy who's the lead developer on there, and it's I I I I, I can't wait to play it. I seriously cannot wait to play it. I I am I'm probably going to sign up for. I think this it's open. I don't think it's on for early access. I think it's on for something. Um, I'd have to go. I'd have to. They mentioned it. I haven't gone to this to the page on Steam yet, but I am all in like Flynn on this game, and it doesn't seem to be a whole lot to it. 
you it's an open world RP, with RPG elements. You are a shark you that has been cut open from your mother's stomach by a rogue by by a fisherman left to die. You some kind of way get you make your way into the ocean as a pup and you have to start eating and you decide you're going to take revenge and on people because that's that's how you're in this position that you're in. Wow. And you have the ability to evolve depending on what you eat. And the more people you eat, or the different types of people you eat, the different type of species of shark you get to evolve into. And this game is is grotesque in a very cartoony way, and I cannot wait to play it. You're you're biting people's heads off, biting people in half, uh, jumping onto the beaches and chasing surfers as they're trying to run. That's silly. <laughs> trying to run. <laughs> And I, I am, I am all, I'm a, I'm all about that life. I want to be a man-eating shark, and I can't wait for this game to come out. All righty, cool. All right, Joe. Any final thoughts? If you want to do a high and low, or the game that wish you, you wish you saw. Well, before we do final thoughts, uh, we still have to cover Nintendo. So <laughs> I thought we already did. we have to Nintendo, <laughs> Nintendo Direct. Come on, they, they do those all the time. Okay. Come on, okay. Like, we were talking it was the Smash hours. Brothers show. Yeah, the Smash Brothers. That's the only thing they, they said, and, and the roster's crazy. Which I mean, I'm buying, on. by the way. Which I am buying, by the way. So I'm not like I'm come across as being a hater on that. One yeah. one thing I one thing I will say about what was revealed after the presentation is that they're saying that this game has the precision of Smash Melee with the look and the character roster, well, more so than than, than Smash Wii U. And from what, I've never played Melee, but people who are into Smash say that's the best one. So I'm interested to see how the mechanics have changed from Wii U to this game. So. Yeah, as far as stuff at the Nintendo conference, basically that Daemon versus Machina game, the uh, crazy mech-looking game looks awesome. It's very good. Um, yeah, the Fire Emblem that. Three Houses look pretty good on there. Uh, other than that, uh, pretty much the indie titles that they announced, uh, Hollow Knight came out this week on the Switch, which is a very good game. Of course, other than that, you know, kind of disappointed that they didn't reveal more of other games that they're going to release for the Switch. So uh, kind of indifferent about to see later on. No 3DS games either. So big bummer. But as far as highs and lows for E3 in general, um, obviously Sony uh, goes to Tsushima. I would say is pretty up there. I love the fact that we got finally got a release date for Soul Calibur Six. It's coming out in October on there, along with the Dead or Alive Six announcement, the trailer, and they're aiming for sixty frames a second. I missed me some three D fighters, man. So you know, and Dead or Alive is slightly less jiggly. Yeah, they're taking a more mature uh, aspect to. In fact, they mentioned the fact too that all the uh, extra characters they introduced in Dead or Alive. Uh, Extreme 3, the one where it went totally off the rails with fan service. Uh, the girls featured in that game are not going to be in the actual true blue game because they're not fighters. They're there to hang out on the beach. So, mm. <laughs> uh, Also, Sega finally uh, announcing the Fist of the North Star game yep. uh, for uh, PS4. Great to see that that finally got announced for uh, U.S. release. On there, uh, big negatory Ghost Rider. Uh, 
of course, the, the presentation of the Sony press conference. Yet again, I'll reiterate that. Um, no EDF5 news anywhere. Not to be seen. So, uh, D3 Publisher, you suck immensely <laughs> for not letting the probably the game of the year, Earth Defense Force 5, have its... Uh, day on the stage at E3. It could probably be like the in-closer at Microsoft's presser. <laughs> and it would have rocked the, well, the I house. Need my, I need it. <laughs> I know. And I've been desperately Googling and trying to find out because uh, all day there's like some cryptic saying that that's going to be released in summer of 2018. And there's like, you know, no mention of it at E3 whatsoever. You know, XSEED's not publishing it, so I do not know where Oh, where has my EDF five gone? Oh, where, oh, where can it be? I have no clue. Someone out there, if if you know, let me know because I'm about to put like you know, lost and found ads over there. Put out a milk carton. Yep, you know it. <laughs> I want my giant spiders and ants. Come on, and my yeah, giant me frogs. Me too. Please, please, D three publisher, please, baby, baby, please, please. So, yeah. Oh well. Yeah, E3, yay. You know, no matter what we say, oh, we're going to do a short episode about E3. Wait, yeah, that's not going to happen. Three hours later. This is our our longest episode. Yeah. (laughs) Yikes. Uh, I I wonder how long the Gamer Husband's E3 episode was. (laughs) Probably 30 minutes. Probably not that long. Yeah. Uh, I won't be throwing no shade on Gamer Husband's, but, you know... (laughs) You know, we, you know, that's like, you know, it is. With it's it. all good. It's all good, y'all. I, I didn't get a chance to go on the episode because I was too busy packing and breaking down my game room and getting the house ready for sale. So, uh, but I hope, hope they had a good E3 episode. I, I know being able to hear Lefty and everyone's opinions on it uh, definitely was missed on there. I kind of feel like I dropped the ball on there. So, and this is for the record right here on that but all righty yeah well all right folks um <laughs> contact uh you can reach us at gamingvessels at gmail.com we are also on the social medias we are on twitter i'm at shonuff 71 joe is at uh joe fongul is it joe fongul right yeah on twitter yeah on twitter des is at the nemo six on twitter on PlayStation Network, I can be reached at Shonuff7. Joe is Kamunagara. Dez is Nemo Tigger. Any M-O-T-G-G-R. And on Xbox, I can be reached at Shonuff071. And I, Joe and- will be able to be reached at Mr. Fa- Mr. Fongul. Yes, Mr. Fongul. M-R. Kepel M-R. Kepel F-O-N-G-U-L. And Des, where can you be reached? I can be reached on, on Xbox Live as Nemo Tigger, N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. Awesome. So, folks, we gave you a whole lot to chew on, probably. <laughs> no. And if you've made it this far, you deserve you deserve something. Um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> tell you what, uh, somebody, the first person to, to send us uh, an email that says, I made it in the header. I'm gonna send you a twenty dollar uh, game gaming card for the platform of your choice. 
There you go. Because y'all, des- y'all deserve, y'all deserve <laughs> something for making it this far. <laughs> there you go. You heard it so here, here, folks. So drop it, drop, drop it into uh, gamingvessels at gmail.com. And all you have to say in the in the headline in the subject is I made it. Yep. There you go. Get your get your money. <laughs> And let, me, and let me know. Let me know. Let me know what format you want, and it's going to be either Steam, Xbox Live, or PSN. Y'all deserve it after this one. All right. <laughs> well, well, after Desmond has an ch- opportunity to edit all this, it probably won't be out until like August. So. <laughs> wow. Thanks. <laughs> no, nothing to say. It's just it's too chunky. It's super chunky. No. I'm not saying that no. you, that you don't edit quick or anything like no. that. No, it's fine. Y'all, y'all, y'all don't mess up as much as you used to, so it's okay. <laughs> Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. <laughs> okay, uh, folks. Y'all are some good sports. You we really appreciate are. it. We appreciate the love. I am showing up 71. He is the Bay Area Terror Dez. And that is the Food Max of Gaming Trader Joe, who will maximize your gaming dollar. And we will be back next time.